93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Hey, uh, there was another story that was kind of interesting, and it was uh, Jaden Smith. Yes. Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith's kid. Um, 16 years old, I guess. Yeah, and around that age. And is had gone for his uh, to test for his driver's license to go and take this. Uh, is this his written test or his uh, straight road test? Vague on this okay. uh, because it very well might have been his, his actual driver's test, but he was at the DMV when he posted the, an Instagram video, which was sort of immediately taken down, mm-hmm. and he was talking about flunking the test and ah. sort of joking about having to tell his dad. So okay. so you have to take the written test before you can take the actual yes. driving That's test, right? That's for your right? permit. That's, That's for, for your, your permit. permit. You, yep. Once After you get your permit, your written tests are done unless... So you don't. So you just take the written test for the permit. You don't take it for the actual driver's license. Yes. No, okay. you, you, your driver's test, your actual practical driver's test gets you your license. I have a, uh, a permitted driver right now, my oldest son, Parker. Uh, which is great because if I pull up to, if I'm picking him up after he has a club after school, yeah, uh, I pull up and I get out and I leave and he gets in the front seat and or gets in the driver's seat and it's it's pretty cool. It's he gets cool. to pull away in front of your buds, in front of his buds uh, driving. Uh, but it's um, <clears throat> yeah, you had to go through the uh, uh, the written and it, it it is possible even if you've been driving for decades <laughs> to get confused and oh, f no. up those answers. It's especially if you've been driving yeah. for decades. Right. Because you, you forget what the actual yeah. law is. Yeah. You, you know what real world driving is about. Right. Now, as I'm training my son to drive, I'm teaching him the majority of it is real world driving because I think it's safer that way. Uh, however, I will tell him, listen, when you go to take the test, see that white line up there at yeah. the stop sign? You can't go past that. Be aware. But you know what? We're going past it because you can't see down that way. You right. see that that uh, that hill or that shrub that's blocking your view? Go past the white line because it's safer to be able to see what's up. Or if it's speed limit is thirty five and everybody's doing forty five, you got to go with the flow of traffic. Get to up to at least forty. Find a happy medium and get up in there somewhere. So I'm I'm teaching them those rules. But I also Practical say, look, you, you got it. You you do have to look out for police officers. Now, if you're the only one going down the road and you're doing 45 and the 35, most likely you can get pulled over if there's a yeah. police officer. But if there's a group of three or four other cars and everybody's kind of in that same realm and you're not going way over the speed limit, then you're probably going to be okay. So I'm trying to teach him. You know how things are. Keep oh, your yeah. beer between your legs. No. <laughs> <laughs> Drive with your knees. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, so your hands are free. Have yeah. a little spray bottle of something. Spray, yeah, to, just in case. Uh, a little, little scent. Yeah, from breeze in <laughs> yeah. case odors are emitting. Keep your yeah. binaca right here. Right there. <laughs> know which wall to sit on when you're sparking up. I'm glad all the kids are in school, or yeah. most of them anyway, not listening. Wouldn't, I wouldn't be idiots. talking like this when my kids were listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know what? Um, I wanted to see Marissa. Did you uh, you have some questions? Okay, so Marissa, see if we could pass it. yeah, Marissa is is compiled some uh, driving uh, permit questions. All right, okay. uh, and I'm going to ask them of you guys and see how well you do because somebody's going to have to be able to to take a look at these. I won't be able to participate in this or not, but I have. This is great because if I get this, I can help my mother take my brother to places and school and stuff <laughs> right. like that. I have flipped through the uh, the manual and uh, taken a look at some of the, the questions when in preparation for him getting right. his permit. Now, I had to take a permit test a couple of times for my um, my motorcycle permit. So it, it, it's a, for your Vespa. Yeah, yeah, my yeah, yeah. motorcycle, dude. I see, and I kid you not. I, I come down from um, you know my uh, my house. I come down Ridge every morning, past the SEPTA station. At that point, I, for the past three or four days, I've um, stopped next to a Vespa. 
at the light, a guy in, in like right a... now? Yes. No. Going to wherever he's going on a Vespa. It's freezing. But he's all suited up as if he's a Harley guy. Well, I mean, it, it gets cold. Yeah. Believe me, because I've, I've ridden into work... No, on your like, hog? On my hog. On, like, when it's on, not it, that cold. Not that cold, but when, when you got that breeze going through, you're like, oh, wow, this is cold. This is really cold. Yeah. All right, so I've got these uh, I got these questions here. You guys want to try I them? I have a yeah, pen, yeah, I have yeah. paper, I'm okay. ready to go. Hey, where the hell's my bell? Oh, what? Somebody took, stole your who bell. Took my, your bell? my new Nick bell over here. Sound coming from? Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, Nick, There's you're using it for the, uh, here. I want to I want to make sure you guys What the f- Get a bell when you get it right. All right, thank you. Okay. Are we all answering at the same time, or are we racing here? Right, write it down real quick. Okay. Uh, just and these are A, B, C, or D. So okay, just so write, those are letters. Yeah, these are letters. Okay. Use okay. them. C. And uh, uh, well, let's see. A, B, S, I. First question. Okay. You need to use extra caution when driving near a pedestrian using a white cane because A, he or she is deaf, B, he or she has a mental disability, C, he or she is blind, or D, he or she has a walking problem. And write down your answer. One more time on that. All right. You need to use extra caution when driving near a pedestrian using a white cane because A, they're deaf, B, they're mentally disabled, C, they're blind, or D, they have a walking problem. Nick? All right. Actually, everybody hold it up. Let's see what we get. Well, I, I didn't write my letter. But... All right. Uh, let's see. We have C, 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 and blind. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yay. Good job, guys. That's correct. Woo. You know what, though? It's kind of a dumb question I, uh, because... You 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 are cautious around any pedestrian. I, I, it's not like I'm going to be extra cautious of this guy because he's blind. You'd be cautious yeah, with any pedestrian. Yeah, but it's something you have to know as hey, a he driver. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to be treated differently because of his disability. I know. Right? Why make him an example? No. You need to be extra cautious. I bet they're being extra cautious because I'm blind, son of a bitch. Hey, can there be a test for pedestrians? Because I drove past a guy who was wearing all black walking on the street at 5 o'clock in the morning. hate it. There are people that run through my neighborhood all the time wearing all black when it's dark. Casey, I saw that. crazy. I saw that same guy. He was in all black. He had a hoodie over his head. I mean, you couldn't. I didn't see him till I was almost past On Belmont? Yes. I saw him, too. (laughs) I was like, dude. I despise it. The other night, I'm in my neighbor's hedges, um, (laughs) and I'm, I'm looking through the window, and I turn around. And then I see this guy all in black. I said, dude, at this time in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> I also said, get people in my neighborhood who walk in the middle of the street. Mm-hmm. We have sidewalks in yes. my neighborhood. <laughs> we have sidewalks. Right. We have them. That's what they're for. You went there. Use them. I did go you there. Went you there. went there. You, oh, you went there. Let me tell you something. What I hate, when the light changes and you're a pedestrian, the slow shuffle across oh the street. Yeah. Oh. And when yeah. people are trying to, can we all get along <laughs> and and move a little more, more briskly to help traffic flow a little more safely? Can we do that? I just think as a pedestrian, you, you need to, you, we all share the road, all right? So you also share the responsibility of, of putting yourself in a safe position. Yes. Because you as a pedestrian have limited blind spots. Me as a driver, I have some blind spots and I may or may not be able to see you, so you have to understand that. So, if you're a pedestrian walking through a parking lot, there are it's there there reverse lights on a car. If they're white, that means I'm backing up and I probably can't see you. Right. So just hang back a second or pound on the car. Mm-hmm. Good call. All right. Right. What's the next question? We're, yeah, on, we're, yeah, we're, yeah, we're yeah, only one on. question. Too many goddamn t- <laughs> side right. 
topics here. Driver's test questions. An orange triangle on the back of a vehicle indicates that vehicle is A, carrying radioactive materials, B, takes wide turns, C, travels at slower speeds in normal traffic, or D, makes frequent stops. Oh, jeez. So oh, a, Not the one I thought. A, B, C, or D. A, radioactive materials, B, takes wide turns, C, travels lower speed, or D, makes frequent stops. Everyone, hold up your answer, please. I'm we at a loss. Nick with D. I'm going to go... Steve with C, Kathy with C, Casey with C. Everybody's right, but Nick hey! travels at slower speeds than normal. Minus one for Nick. All right. Uh, drivers who eat and drink while driving, A, have no driving errors. B, have trouble driving slow. C, are better drivers because they are not hungry. What? <laughs> or D, have trouble controlling their vehicle. Okay. Let me see. Let's see. Uh, hold it up. All right. Nick has D. Kathy has D. Steve has... Arrive less hungry. A- arrive less hungry. <laughs> Is that your actual answer? No, I know. Casey has D and D. Steve has D. Yes. All right. Yes. But they have trouble controlling their vehicles. All right. Let me get one that's not so... So stupid. obvious. Not so dumb. Damn obvious here. Uh, when passing a bicyclist... Uh, bi- we just talked about the uh, Marcus's uh, bikeathon. You should, A... Blast your horn to alert the bicyclist. <laughs> hey, that happened to me one time. Right. B, move as far left as possible. C, remain in the center of your lane. Or D, put on your four-way flashers. Ooh. Uh. So is it A, blast your horn, B, move to the left, C, remain in the center, or D, put on your four-way flashers. Nick, Ooh. what do you have? A, B, C, or D? Uh, let's you know see. what? I'm changing it. Yeah, I'm going to go B. All right, let it go with B. Rwanda. I put B because that is what I do. Kathy has B. Steve has C. Remain in the center. And Casey has B. The correct answer is B. Hey, uh, all right. You do well, need to move as far left as possible. Well, wait a second. Share the road, right? Well, yeah. wait a second. If you're on a lane and you are driving in the lane... Mm-hmm. If you, you can't stay in the center of the lane if they're off to the right. You might hit them. It says as possible. Move far as far left as possible. So if you can't really move far that far left because there are other cars or the middle of the road or whatever, then you can't. But I would think it would be go. safer to stay in the stay positioned in the lane no. properly without trying to move left and potentially go over. But no, you, you are, get, you're get, wrong. You're you get incorrect, too close sir. to them. All right. I think that's a sham, a scam, and I think lives are being lost. How about this? If you're driving behind a motorcycle, you must A, allow the motorcycle to use complete use a complete lane, B, drive on the shoulder beside the motorcycle, <laughs> C, allow the motorcycle to use only half a lane, or D, pass in the same lane where the motorcycle is driving. All right. Everybody got that? Uh, a, B, C, or D. We have uh, everybody's got A. Everybody's right. Yeah. You guys are doing good. Now, I had, it used to be my, my practice, to ride on the shoulder and ride on people's lawns if I had to. Okay. Are, are you, <laughs> my wife gets very nervous around motorcycles. Um, I do on occasion because they can disappear from your field of vision very yeah. easily with uh, your blind spots. It's just a smaller target. And that's, if you're changing lanes, there can be one right there and you have no idea. And it's really... Even if you take a good look, sometimes you don't see them. And you know what? Because they're also free spirits, and that lifestyle is so strange. To <laughs> All right. If the rear of your vehicle starts to skid to the left, yes, you should A, steer left, B, hit your brakes, C, accelerate, or D, steer right. 
So the rear of your vehicle comes out to the left. Do you steer left, hit your brakes, accelerate, or steer right? Oh, geez. Let's see. We have Nick with B. Hit the brakes? Yep. And then we have Steve with A, steer left, and Casey with A, steer left. Okay, I was going to go with... So if it's go, which way is the the back rear going? end is going to the left. What country are we so in? I'm gonna go left. What is that? A steer left. Yeah, that's correct. Everybody got right, Nick. Yay! Nick has two wrong. By the way, maybe that's the Mini Cooper way. It might be. <laughs> uh, how about this one? Um, you may drive around the gates at a railroad crossing when a uh, the train has passed. B never. <laughs> C, when the lights have stopped flashing, or D, when other drivers drive around the gates, too. So is that going to be A, B, C, or D? I've got uh, B for Nick, B for... Uh, <laughs> Kathy. You effing feel like it? Yeah. Or, or no, you can never do it. No. no. Uh, never. Yes, that's correct. Never. Right, you guys got that one right. That was easy. All right, here we go. All right. Highway and expressway guide signs Ooh. are A, orange with black letters, B, green with white letters... C, yellow with black letters, or D, red with white letters? One more time, please. A is orange and black. These are highway and expressway guide signs. Yes. What are guide signs? They're just, um, they guide you. Go there. Go there. A, are they A, orange with black letters, B, green with white letters, C, yellow with black letters, or D, red with white letters? I'm going with... Uh, let's see. B, 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 and B. Yes, that's yeah. correct. Yes. But now that's only green for, with white letters. for our state, right? Nope. Oh, that's, that's across the country? Yeah, those are, these are oh my interstates. God, you are a disaster waiting <laughs> to happen. You really, you, think, you really think that's it, just in our state? Well, there are some, there's got to be, there's rules just for, for each state. You, t- each? you take a state test. You don't take a, a across the board no, test. No, but there are some, they're on like a national I mean, an interna—not international, interstate, interstate roads uh, Go across the country. Yes, there's there's a uniformity to that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what's another good one for you. All right, roads freeze more quickly when they are a flat, b curvy, c in the sun, or d shaded. <laughs> I'm going to assume just- flat, curvy in the sun or shaded. Trick question. Uh, let's see, I got D, 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 Moses and... didn't build the ark. Nope, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> We're just only... That's correct! Yeah, you got it right! There's a polar bear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> polar bears don't live in... In you know, high-rise complexes. Or whatever. <laughs> or there, yeah. All windows face south, it was a polar bear. All right, how about this? This is for Jersey driving. All right, Jersey. Although there are some here... Most of them I see are in New Jersey. Is this about the uh, jug handle? Because I'll write effing stupid right now. Uh, driver's entering a roundabout. A roundabout. Not quite the same as a jug right. handle, but okay. it is. Okay. This I've is seen... for yes fans. <clears throat> uh, that's right. Driver's entering a roundabout or traffic circle. A, must stop before entering. B, must yield to drivers in the roundabout or traffic circle. C, have the right of way if they arrive first. Or D, have the right of way if there are two lanes. Wait, wait, wait. Do it again because I was looking at All roundabout right. by yes. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Drivers entering the roundabout or traffic circle must A, stop before entering. B, yield to drivers in the roundabout or traffic circle. C, have the right of way if they arrive first. Or D, have the right of way if there are two lanes. 
So let me go. Nick has B. Kathy has B. Steve has B. Casey has B. Everybody's correct. Yeah. It's a Jersey roundabout. Yeah, you just got to yield. That's uh, that's the most important thing. Yield your ass up. It can be tough though when you pull up and you're not and and there are two lanes within a roundabout. You ever been to those? Oh yes. And it's whoa. What the now, hell they, that? So every time I bring one of these up, our interns who are running the video screens in the studio find an accident that happens in conjunction with whatever rule we're talking. Do you about. know where there is an absolute crapload of roundabouts in Switzerland? Really, tons of them. So you get you get up to speed on roundabout rules quickly, even though it's another country. Yeah, it's even more difficult because they're Swiss. Also, why I'm missing right outside of uh, Reading has a bunch of them. And when I was in Palm Springs, there were roundabouts all over the place. There could be no real advantage to a roundabout. I think it's dumb. But you know, kids these days with their roundabouts. <laughs> all right, let's go with this one. All right, we're doing uh, the. Exam for getting a driver's uh, permit, right. by the way. Uh, let's see. The only time that you do not have to stop for a school bus whose red lights are flashing and stop arm is extended is when you, A, are driving on the opposite side of a divided highway, B, are behind the bus, C, see no children present, or D, can safely pass on the left. One more time. What was I? A, driving on the opposite side of a divided highway, B are behind the bus. C can see no children present or present or D can safely pass on the left. I have A A A and A. Thank you. <laughs> Let's see. These are all pretty damn self-explanatory. Though sometimes the phrasing can f you up. Hmm. Okay, here's one I had never thought of. All right, well let's try this one out on you. All right. All right. Uh, this is concerns uh, signs. A yellow and black diamond-shaped sign. Yellow and black diamond-shaped sign. All right. A warns you about conditions on or near the road. B helps direct you to cities and towns ahead. C tells you about traffic laws and regulations. Or D tells you about road construction ahead. Uh, I need those things again. All right. I know, because you were trying to find signs from yeah. Tesla, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Black and yellow diamond-shaped sign. A warns you about conditions on or near the road. B helps direct you to cities and towns ahead. C tells you about traffic laws and regulations. Or D tells you about road construction ahead. Let's see what we got. We have an A for Nick. Kathy's got C. Steve has an A. And Casey has an A. Kathy, incorrect. Oh, my God. What was A? Everybody else got it right. It is uh, warned you about conditions on or near the road. And what's C? Tells you about traffic laws and regulation. Uh, yeah, so like slippery when wet. Right. Uh, reindeer crossing. Yeah, those are panther all. Panther crossing. The yellow diamond panther crossing. Yeah. Yeah. There's panther crossing. And what sign panther alerts you to the closest target? <laughs> but that's what, wait, but that's what I thought it was. What did I, what was my answer? Tells you about traffic laws. And regulations, which would oh, be, this would speed be more limit. alerting. Yeah. Okay, all right, all right, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Uh, let's see. If a green arrow turns into a green light, you a may still turn, but you must yield to oncoming traffic. B may no longer turn and must proceed straight. C still have the right of way to turn, or D no longer have to turn the way the arrow indicates. Can you say that one again, please. Yeah. All right. So the green, if a green arrow turns into a green light, now yeah. we're in Switzerland. No. Okay. Um, you, A, may still turn, but you must yield to oncoming traffic. B, 
may no longer turn and must proceed straight. C, still have the right of way to turn. Or D, no longer have to turn the way the arrow indicates. But this, so this is a left-hand Yeah, because you have Just a, if a green arrow, arrow turns into a green light. No, there's... there's uh, there are right there arrows are right as, well. as well. Come on, man. On, a, on rare occasions. Let's see what wrong answer Kathy has. <laughs> I got one wrong. You got two. I got one wrong. Oh, you only got one? Yeah, Nick's got two wrong. Oh. Uh, Nick wrote down B. Now Nick has three wrong. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm confused by this question. All right. A green arrow turns into a green light. Right. All right. The green light means you can still proceed, but now you're going to have to wait if you're making a left turn. You have to yield to oncoming traffic. Oncoming traffic. Okay. Uh, I'm thinking about, like, getting to the bottom of uh, Belmont here, right? The Belmont exit. If there's a right-hand green arrow. Yeah. When that turns green, then you then you can proceed. If the arrow turns uh, yes. green. But if there happened to be oncoming traffic, there just isn't right there. But there wouldn't be oncoming traffic once the light turns green. Sure there yeah, would. Yeah, but if you were Not coming up there. to a light that had a green arrow, that means you can turn. Yeah, I, I, got, I got it wrong. I'm you, sorry. You, would, you wouldn't there because there would be no oncoming traffic. But would if there uh, were oncoming traffic, you would certainly have to yield to it. I got it. Got it. I got, got it. it. Yep. All right, let's just do one more, guys. All right. Um, Give us your best, man. <laughs> Okay, how about this one? Who'll be king or queen of the drivers? Um, hmm. Hmm. Here's one that I think everybody needs to know. Now, you guys know this. Okay, I'll just... just, And then I'll I'll vent after I get this. If a traffic light is broken or not functioning... Yeah. You should A, stop and wait for it to be repaired. Yes, (laughs) that sounds about right. B, stop and wait for a police officer to arrive... C, continue as if it were a four-way stop sign, or D, continue as you normally would. Boom. What do we have? Everybody got C? I hope you have Yes, you have C. Thank you. Why don't people know that? Dude, I'm saying, you know, when it, when it happens, say, on a, on a major thoroughfare like City Avenue out here. Yes. Okay. And what's uh, the first road uh, Carbuncle. that you come to? Monument. Monument? Or no, uh, presidential? Presidential. Uh, so, let's say... That it's uh, the the lights are blinking or the lights are out completely. The people on City Avenue, because it happens to be a divided major thoroughfare, f- will just fly right through the broken well, yeah, lights. But it dep- well, no, they shouldn't they fly through, wrong. but it depends on if the light is flashing or if it's completely out. If okay, the light is flashing, flashing, it's still a stop I'm, sign. I'm sorry. No, well, not if, if it's it, yellow. Not if it's flashing yellow. But if it's if it's out, I've been there when, when yeah. the power is out. Right. And people feel the need to just zip right on they through. They think they have the right of way. You have to stop. You have to. People need to know. God. <laughs> I can't stand that. One last one. Oh, I thought that was last one. Nah, I got one more. All right, one more. All right. The speed limit is blank miles per hour when the yellow lights are flashing on a school zone speed sign. A25, oh. B15, C20, or D35. I wrote the answer down before you even gave me A, B, and C. I wrote 100. Then. All right, A25, B15, C20, D35. All right, sorry. Uh, we have B, we have B, we have B, and we have 100%. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. We should be the driving club. And Good. we only have one star pupil. That's Casey Boyd. Yay! Yay! Thank you. Got them all right. All right. And uh, Kathy and Steve got one wrong. Nick. Three. Nick, Nick, Nick. Yeah. Failed. Un- That's a fail. Take your license from you. I don't know how dangerous of- Kathy is. Wait, okay. So when you're taking your permit test, how many questions is it? Is, is it twenty, and you're not allowed to get more than five wrong, or something like that? I think it's got to be more than twenty. No, fifteen out of seventeen, Marissa. 
It's only 17 questions? Yeah. And you have to get 15 of them right? And two of them wow. are music trivia. What's <laughs> <laughs> a, a card trick? You know what? I felt like it was so... Jerry and the Pacemakers recorded what hit? Uh, so long when we took it. You know? Ferry Cross the Mersey. Okay. Yeah! Thank you. Well, you have to I take, hope the Geeter was here. I had to take it one more time, as I said before, when I came to PA. Um, you know, because I was a, a mountain man. Mm. It, <laughs> We didn't have any horses, carriages. Uh, hang on a second. Let me go to, I have a truck driver, Mike, who is online. Hey, Mike, what's up, man? Hey, is this Kenny Knight? Yes! Yeah! It is! Yeah, I'm a truck driver, and the one thing I hate the most, more than anything, is when I'm sitting behind somebody at a green light, uh-huh. and it's like, I just want to yell them, look, it's not getting any greener than that. Drive, stupid. <laughs> Do you mean somebody who, who waits to go? At, at, when oh, the, when the, the noise is great. One of the things I hate the most is when you're in a two-lane highway and one lane is going to end and everybody has to merge right, let's say. And I'm in the right lane and you have plenty of time to get over. But they wait to the last second to then – and they're behind you. They go to pull ahead of you. What is the proper thing to yell at them? Because I I have my go-to. Suck my ass. See, I say eat a a D-A-hole. And then I, I speed up, and you got to get behind me. I will tell you this, is that you technically, the next, I don't know what, what the parameters are, though. Nick, do you have that? Nope. Uh, what I do have is that in New Jersey, you have to take 50 questions on the- 50? Uh, yeah, and you got to get 40 right, so you got to do wow. an 80%. Man, Jersey's serious about all their laws, big time. Yeah. They, they, really, they really cover all the bases. You cannot mail a bear. No. Which I thought was weird. Not at all. So anyhow- uh, well, Jaden Smith passed his driving test. Maybe you did better he, than that. He did know. not. No, he failed. Oh, I'm sorry. Failed it. And was uh, was um, frightened to tell his dad. Hang on a second. Let me go to uh, Melissa. Hey, Melissa, good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Melissa? So my husband and I um, are talking about this, and we have a question. I don't know. Maybe you can look it up there. Mm-hmm. When you're driving on a highway, no matter what the state, what is the safe driving distance between cars? Because when I took my test, I remember that it needs to be one car length per 10 miles an That's hour. It. That's it. Yeah. You're, you're right. That's He's wrong. Heard. Yeah. Could you, could you imagine if we all did that? Oh, I know. And and it'd be really spaced out. But something my wife does, God bless her, but it, I just, I sit, when I'm a passenger in the car, I grit my teeth and I just, I try to close my eyes and yeah. pretend like it's not happening. So, <clears throat> at a light. Yeah. While waiting right. at a red light. Um, and, and even if it's just jammed with tons of people, <laughs> she will keep at least one car length between her and oh. the car in front of her. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't like that. My wife did that as well, but she <laughs> also... Look at his face. So here's the deal. My wife drove a company are, car. I'm not done. Okay. There are people behind us. Who are going to yeah. try to get through. And they, they need to go somewhere, too. Yeah. And um, <laughs> that, that, that one guy that, that misses the light... He's might have something important he needs you. to get to. Yeah. That guy might be me. Yeah. You know? I would... Uh, listen, when the light turns green, I make sure that I'm on it like white on rice because I try to help people behind me as many I do get too. through. Yep. Here's the deal. My wife had a company car, and that was the rule. That was a company rule. Have a car length between you and the car in front of you at a stoplight. How right? would they know? Because, well... Because if you get rear-ended yeah. and your car goes into the car in front of you, even though you didn't do anything wrong... Yeah. Um, the company is going to hold you liable because you didn't give yourself enough room in between cars. Now, with that said, you pull up and you leave that car length in front of you, right? Yeah. Once traffic starts filling up behind you and the, the likelihood of you getting like straight up rear-ended, it goes away, then you can move up. 
right? Yeah, listen, and that's that's my wife's reasoning is if for some reason she gets plowed in from a car from behind and it it she's saving someone in front of her from, you know, getting in an accident as well. I guess I understand that. But damn it, we're in a hurry. <laughs> Do you know who I am? Hang on, uh, Casey. Somebody wants to comment on your uh, E to D. Okay. E to D a-hole. Hey, Scott, how you doing? Hey, good morning. How are you guys? Good. What's up, man? Uh, that was my go-to statement. It used to be. Mm-hmm. But uh, I turned to a, someone who had cut me off, and then we were at a red light, and I told him to E to D. Mm-hmm. He looked up at me and said, I'd love to. And my I'd love to. He said, I'd love to. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to, and I just I rolled the window up and just sat, stared straight ahead. It's a great comeback, man. It's a gr- it's a big gr- fan, Mr. Simmons. Yeah, it's a great comeback. Thank you, Scott. And then one last thing, and I think this is worth doing. And if I had the um, ability to do it, I would I would teach my kids as well. But but Josh has a, a good comment about teaching kids and and when they're getting their permit and driver's license. Hey, Josh. It's just a hand. It's just <laughs> a hand. <laughs> What's up, man? Yeah, so I think it's becoming a long lost art, but I really believe that everybody should learn how to drive a manual transmission. I um, agree. I've been driving stick shift for years, and I think it makes you a more attentive driver. I think you're more aware of what's going on in your car and outside. And I'm going to teach my kids. They're 14. I have twins, and definitely going to teach them how to drive and a stick. You shift. know what, Josh? There may come a time when you are required, when you may need to do that. Somebody is injured, or all of a sudden, they, you know, there's an emergency, and the only vehicle is a manual, and you're the one who has to drive. It's a good, it's a good skill to have, you know. Absolutely, I yeah, totally, I agree. Absolutely, yep. Or you know, I mean, and a motorcycle is the same concept uh, of the, you know, the clutch and the. How many? How I don't many know how it would shifter? make you a better driver. It, well, hey, to his point, it does make you more attentive to to the actual mechanics of driving. I yes. learned how to drive on a, on a standard years ago, but it has been. Decades. Oh, I could still do it. I think I, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I think I could, but I, I, to me now, you know, it's I wouldn't want to. No, but you know, when you're driving a stick, you know how fast you're going. You don't even have to look at the odometer. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you have when, a better idea of how fast you're going. Do you know? I still sit and place my hand as if I'm driving a stick. Oh, I yeah. haven't driven one since college so you put your hand on the uh, still, on the shifter but you won't put way. it on the knob <laughs> <laughs> but people who get in my car that i don't normally drive with they yeah. notice it and they point oh. it out huh. interesting yeah <laughs> okay uh anyhow thank you for sharing appreciate it and uh hopefully you did well on the test too more of the Preston and steve show podcast after this At Steven Singer Jewelers, everyone gets the perfect price. No coupons, no sales, no negotiating. Feel great about buying a diamond. Visit Steven Singer, the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly, or online at IHateStevenSinger.com, always with free shipping. Steven Singer Jewelers, one place, one price. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So there is controversy in the offices of WMMR, I've heard. Mm Mm-hmm. Chuck's cereal bowl has gone missing. What? (laughs) Again. Mm -hmm. So for those who who work in in an office setting, you can you can relate. If you're or at least if you have a break room or some kind of common area. Or even if you just eat cereal. Yeah, maybe you understand. But no, some people, you know, they they work on their own, they're out on the road or something like that, and they don't have to deal with these type of things. But if you're you're in a uh, an office setting and everybody's gotta kinda share a communal area from time to time. 
uh, things like this can happen. Things go missing. Makes you realize that the people you work with are often slime. Yes. Uh, Chuck's first cereal bowl went missing a few months ago. Now, the thing about this bowl, there was nothing special about it. It, it was wasn't handed a, down from grandparents. Well, no, no, no. I mean, in, in its appearance. It oh. was just a plastic, yellowish. Faded yellow. Faded yellow bowl. Well, How, you might even walk past it on a shelf. But when I say nothing special in appearance, does not mean that it was not special to him. Because, Chuck, this was a cereal bowl from your childhood? I didn't know we were doing this today. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, but are you emotionally okay. prepared for this? The one, the first one that went missing. I've probably been eating cereal out of that bowl since I was six. Oh man! Yeah. Why would okay, you bring that to exactly. work though? Because I love that bowl. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I love that. eat my cereal. It's well, a series and- of <laughs> questions that have to be posed to you with this beloved cereal bowl. When you were done with it, where would you put it? Uh, I would often take it into the kitchen and wash it. And okay. would you leave it in the sink? Uh, no, I would, well, maybe right around there, mm. around the sink. There's a dishwasher in there. I would put it, you know, I'd clean it or leave it on top of the microwave or something like that. You okay, may- see, but that, okay, that's my problem. You do work in an office. That's what you were saying. Mm-hmm. Not a problem. I don't really care that much. But what my, my suggestion then would be, don't leave it out. You Wash it. Do whatever you need to do with the bowl or whatever it is that you want to keep here at the office and bring it back to your area. Bring it back to your office, right. your space. Don't leave it in the community so, area because, one, it'll get used. It'll get thrown away. Whatever. So you're uh, telling me it's my fault that I do somebody think stole my I, I think it's your fault. Yeah, there was a risk <laughs> element. I will tell you something that you could have done that I have done and was doing for the longest time. I had a yogurt spoon. Don't ever wash it. <laughs> just put it back in your also, desk drawer. Just also lick a it good clean. Plan. Yeah. But so you had the first ball goes missing. How does that happen? Take us through that. It wasn't there. Yeah. yeah. How did you know? Where did you leave it? Where was it? Probably in the kitchen. It was probably uh, on top I, I probably, of the I probably do that once once a week for the past, you know, 150 years. What, you've, not, done, hey, you've done what once a week? Left it in the kitchen. Or, you know, I grab it the I've next day. It. I've seen it on top of the microwave. Yeah. Chuck. Son, it's not your fault. It's, it's not. not. Fault. I know it's not my fault. It's not your fault. I know. And I'm going to burn and, this place down. <laughs> I, and I don't blame it, Kat. I totally do not subscribe to this, uh, Kathy. Oh, I, do, do not leave opinion. it out there. It, if it's your things and you want to keep an eye on it, you don't want somebody to take it, don't leave it out in a community area. Listen, it, I'm here at MMR where we're all family, you know? I mean, come yeah, on. Yeah, we're all family. No. Somebody's using it. Someone you, else is using it. Kathy. Someone else is using the family bowl. Kathy. Yeah. You, uh, I agree. You see a sweet bowl like that, <laughs> you <laughs> get your hands you're going to take it. Well, so I'm going to. I don't care who owns it. <laughs> All right. I don't care if it's the the, the the CEO of Beasley. I'm grabbing a sweet bowl like that. Well, here's well, the deal. Somebody did, right? Uh, here's the deal. I don't think anybody took the bowl. You don't. Oh, no. Casey has a theory on this, by the way. I, I, All right. I, I think right. somebody. Threw and it begins and, in Mesopotamia. Well, and the word was the way Casey set it up to me. He's like, I know what happened, and it's BS. It is BS. Well, I, right. and I think I know too. Yeah. Okay. So I think so, I know who it is. Yeah. No, I know who it is. So um, here's the deal, Chuck. Before I thought somebody took your bowl, but today I, I think your first bowl was thrown away. Uh, I think your second bowl was thrown away as well. Because it was left. Because it was left in the sink. Now, here's here's where I have the problem, right? Because I understand you're, you're going to leave stuff, stuff in the common area. And for some reason, it that irks people, right? And their irkitude uh, supersedes your need to have this bowl, so they throw it away. So here's what happened on Monday when nobody was in the office mm-hmm. except for us. A day of service. A day of service. Yeah. Nobody was in the office except for us, the morning show. Uh-huh. And Bill Weston. And one other person. And one other person. Oh, yep. get out of here. Bill Weston. I'm it's with you, Bill. Casey. Yep. Now, 
Bill Weston, known as the man about town, the mm-hmm. silver pony, uh, quick with a comment and a quip, always a smile on his face, cigar smoker, a family man. And, and there's a deep secret. Despiser of clutter. I've Despiser. Had, well, and here's the thing. I've had I've had conversations with him um specifically about the kitchen, the sink and the items that are left in the sink. Wow, I'd love so to that, hang out for your conversation. That's why I was going to say I think it's Bill. I All think right. Bill takes whatever's left in the sink if it's left there for more than one day and he throws it out. So here that ain't cool. Here is the BS part of it, okay? All right. On Monday morning, Bill um was in a bill mood and decided that he did you know, not like the clutter that was left in the sink, Steve. A Bill mood is easily identifiable. He's usually singing Katrina and the Waves. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, let me see if I have that, by the way. He's walking, walking on, on sunshine. sunshine. Whoa. Whoa. I don't have it. And whose okay. bowl is this? Yeah, it, just, it stops yeah. right there. God damn this. He's whistling his little tune <laughs> There I am walking on sunshine. <laughs> and I see this clutter. I don't. I'm having a hard time wrapping my mind around Bill. All right, well, here's throwing away what is... Because if it's left there and it's dirty, we're not going to go in there dirty. and clean no, it. No, it wasn't dirty. It wasn't in the sink. It wasn't dirty in no. the sink. And, and no. Chuck... Okay, because that's I usually don't, what... I don't just put dirty dishes in the sink. But that's got... usually what Bill has a problem with, are the things that are left in the sink. Now, if I had left it on the counter or on the microwave, somebody may have put it back in the sink yeah. and yeah. water got in it and made it look dirty. But I don't I don't just put my dirty dishes in the sink and expect somebody else to clean them up. Right. Okay. You know, all right. Chuck wouldn't so, do that. It's so, not Chuck. But some it's not people, the Chuck not I know. But some people here do. Right. And that's and that's what Bill has a problem with. I think there is a slight possibility that that Bill didn't throw it away. But here here's here's some BS. It's a kitchen. All right. Okay, but there's no maid that's going to clean uh, your dishes. It's it's a kitchen. It's a sink. I'm sorry, Casey. Go ahead. All right. So, so um, here is here is the BS nature of what happened on Monday. So Bill was in his Bill Weston mood. He was walking on sunshine. He's not walking on sunshine anymore because. There are three dishes in the sink. Three dishes okay. in the sink. What I discovered is actually one of those dishes was mine. Uh, I didn't realize that there was a measuring cup left in the sink after the crockpot yep. cookoff. Well, um, I, I, Mr. I, I, Foster, you said there were three dishes in the sink, mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden there's a measuring cup. Yeah. Which, well, was, which hold one on, is it? But hold on. Let, I, I just want to point out it was the Wednesday prior. This is now Monday. It's now Monday. So Bill has probably been looking in that sink, and it's been annoying him. Right. And so I didn't realize my measuring cup was in there. Because I didn't actually wash the dishes after uh, Crock-Pot cook-off. So I didn't. So I grabbed my measuring cup, and now there are two dishes left in the sink. <laughs> it is a plate and a bowl. Okay. Was it your bowl? Here it is was- the BS nature of it. Okay. Bill Weston then. Walking had, on sunshine. He was walking on sunshine. Not anymore, Steve. He did not feel good. No. Bill Weston leaves a sign, hangs up a sign, after he got done walking on sunshine. We need, like, a record scratch. He puts up a sign, an ultimatum. Take these dishes out of the sink. Death to America. By 10 a.m., or I'm going to throw them away. Whoa. Now, wait, wait, you actually saw the sign. Oh, yeah. On you Monday actually saw when the sign. no one was here? When nobody was here! <laughs> you can't do that. All right. You so can't that means, do that! But here's please, the thing. That, please. Means he thinks it, that means he thinks it's us. Please. This 
changes everything. Yes. Uh-huh. This is like a Toyota thon. Uh-huh. <laughs> How is it like Toyota? Mm-hmm. It changes everything. It changes everything. All right. There you have. Yes. You have intent. You yes. have a declaration mm-hmm. that would mimic the act stated mm-hmm. earlier. Yes. I rescind my earlier comment, and now I am fully on board yes. with this theory. We now have motive. We now have motive. Mm-hmm. Yes. We have opportunity. Yes. We have silver hair. And <laughs> I a, submit the silver hair yeah, fibers yeah. that were found. Silver, yes, look at this. Yes. Silver hair. <laughs> <laughs> the black fiber as if from a black turtleneck. <laughs> I guess uh, Kathy, you and you and Bed, you you and Bill are are, are in, lovers, are, are in bed together on this, <laughs> so to speak. That uh, that if you walk by and you see something and it's just ugh. no. And listen, let oh. let me okay. If the, if that was in my own house, yes, I would get irritated with it. I'd have to clean it. It would have to be put away. It doesn't bother me here. I just understand where Bill's coming from. And like I said, we've I've heard him make comments when I walk by the kitchen. And I think too, in Bill's defense, I think a lot of time when we have meat needs. Things get left and they get thrown in the sink. One, nobody cleans them. Two, nobody's here to claim them. So they're just going to sit there if somebody else doesn't clean them. And Bill refuses to clean them, so he just throws them I, away. I, under, I understand that. And I have my issues as well concerning things like that kitchen etiquette as far as empty boxes left on the table. and yeah, so forth. leave it and a mess. It, it can drive you crazy. But in this case, though, it was clear, I believe... That this somebody owned said bowl, said Why? beloved bowl. We had bowl. just had the had the cook off, and there were things that were left in but there this, and not taken. This sign went up. This sign went oppor- up. Where it was not left up long enough to mandate the uh, throwing out of said bowl. I mean, and nobody was here Monday. I think he, no, and that's, that's why Bill when he walked in, it was quiet. You guys are good. He sees it's right, right when he sees the dishes in the sink. I mean, to do that on everybody's day off. No, that's uh, that's not right. But how do you make the leap from seeing dirty dishes in a sink? To throwing them in the trash. Yes, I because agree. he's this, not going to clean them. Real quick, let me, let, me, let me jump in. in let me jump in via the uh, the text messages. By the way, it's pretty even split. Pretty even split of the messages that I'm seeing and people that agree or disagree with what Bill did. May I what? jump in here? It's, oh, okay. People are saying if it's been in the sink for a couple days, it gets thrown out. I Listen to me. I was totally co- against that. I, I do not have a problem with dishes being in a sink, especially if they've been cleaned off already. That's no big deal to me. Were they cleaned off? My stuff is clean when I leave it in the kitchen. What yes. were the other... Dishes. Who knows? It doesn't matter. If we have. Sink, it we can dirty. place Casey at the scene. Right. So four bowls, one measuring cup. This isn't the first time there's been an issue with a missing cereal bowl and spoon. By the way, right? They're both missing. <laughs> All right. Okay. So if you see a cereal bowl and a spoon in the sink, you kind of go, "Hey, this has happened before. Mm-hmm. You know, this might belong to somebody." I put out. I put out emails when my stuff goes missing. And the whole company hears about it. I think I, I have your cereal bowl I, and spoon. I'm this, sort this of was a, a replacement bowl and spoon. I don't. You should have. I'm learned sort of an amateur profiler. Let me help you here. Go back to the early years of Bill Weston. Mom, I want to be. I want to be a broadcaster. <laughs> You're a failure. Maybe you you're a soup eater. Maybe we started there. <laughs> it might, it might go back never to walk on sunshine. <laughs> you're like a big. 
big sink full of dirty dishes. <laughs> Soup bowls that were never cleaned. And you think, oh, I have the voice for radio. Dishwasher. No! <laughs> Mommy. That's that's where that's yeah. where the seed was planted. Oh wow! Well, that's <laughs> but, in that, in that small farmhouse now in Buffalo. I, now I feel bad for him. So See? the that's plot it. thickens, by the way, guys, because all right. So my measuring cup was in the sink. Right. I snagged it out of there on Monday. I meant I noticed it on Friday. Okay, so I noticed my measuring cup in the sink on Friday, and I meant to take it home with me on Friday. I forgot. But I also noticed in the sink on Friday, not only was my measuring cup left in there, but also I had a little dish in there. And that's that dish I was using to melt butter in. That dish was gone. Wow. Your butter melting dish. Gone. Gone. Somebody, Which is honestly, that's a staple in any office, mm-hmm. a proper butter <laughs> melting dish. Well, that dish I use at home for soy sauce if I'm getting some sushi <laughs> oh, or like some li- Chinese okay. food. It's like a little a bowl? ramekin. Mm-hmm. It's a, a ramekin? A ramekin. Wow. Yeah, I had a little ramekin mm-hmm. that I think somebody stole. Okay. Again, I'm going back to the meat needs. A lot of things are left here. Somebody, things are left out there on that table. People take them all the time. If no one's going to clean well, the dishes, and you know what I mean, you think it's from a restaurant. Hey, I could use a, a little sushi bowl or whatever the hell ramekin. it was. Ramekin. <laughs> ramekin. I, agree. I, agree. I, I agree. I feel bad for Chuck because of the first uh, bowl that you lost. I I save things. So when, as our, as my kids are growing up. You know, you have your, your Thomas the Tank Engine plates and things as their little bitty kids. Right. I will grab one and I will set it aside and I will stash it in their little keepsake. Yeah. And this is kind of like that. Definite, man. definite sentimental value. For well, sure. But how did you not learn the first time then? Why leave it out in the kitchen when you the first one went missing? I can't. I'm just saying, listen, listen. Because I'm saying, I would never. You can't. Listen, put, it's put annoying. Yourself. It's annoying. I am. It's annoying, and it's annoying that he lost it. But I wouldn't. I bring. I have a coffee cup that I love that I bring to work every single day. I would never leave that in the kitchen. I know. I'm going to clean it, and I'm going to bring it back to my space so that someone knows that's hers. It's at her space. I'm not going to take it. And you just don't have any sympathy for a guy. It, just imagine Chuck when he comes into office that day. He is super happy. He's going to have some cereal. <laughs> Walks into the kitchen to grab a cereal bowl, and it's gone. <laughs> What? Hang on. Where? Where is it? We have a dramatic reenactment. What? Where is my cereal dish? Oh no! Let me let, let me go to a couple of calls here. Uh, I have a uh, Stu. We Hi. need a lawyer. Stu, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, black listener. It's ah. totally Chuck's fault. Totally <laughs> Chuck's you a, fault. You have a bowl that's like a Spider-Man bowl or something you grew up with. Yeah. Take it. You wash it take it back with you. If you don't do that, in our office, it's thrown in the trash. All right. Uh, gonna, in your in your office, if something le- is left in the right. sink, it's fair game. People can throw it away. It sure will. Wow, that's not cool. I've, I've never heard of throwing plates and dishes in the ter- into the because, trash. Because, listen, and I'm not, it is annoying. It's so annoying. I get it, but... 
they're not Bill's dishes. So he's not going to clean them, and he doesn't like the mess. Nobody's you asking him to clean them. Here's where Kathy's disconnect takes place. He's the program director, and he does like to keep the place tidy. He asks us all the time to tidy up our spaces. Who's going to do the kitchen? There's nobody designated to the kitchen. So if he's going to tidy it up, he's not going to clean your dishes. He's going to throw them away. So just make sure your dishes are not left there if you don't want them to go missing. In a logical way, the problem and the thing that undermines your argument every time is that you lack any humanity whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> and so that undermines your argument, which is a logical, a logical one. Nothing. It, it is a logical argu- argument. And she and verifies I, her lack of humanity. Oh. For the first time, I'm, second. I'm on Bill's side. You're saying <laughs> I understand Bill, him. You're saying Bill's the program director, so he's the boss of, of the suite or whatever. Chuck's a program director as well. I will, he, I will I tell am, you yes. this. Then you can then May clean I everybody else's this. dishes and yours. Listen like to this, please. That the, there, everyone has a, a an issue here because Bill did not leave that sign up long enough to validate the throwing away of the bowls. I agree with the whole sign situation. That's not. I mean, no one was here Monday. Everyone had off. Yep. You can't put a sign up on Monday. Mm-hmm. You got to wait till the whole office is here. What about the fact that there's a dishwasher there? Yeah. Like I it, never okay, even knew there was a dishwasher. I I, 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 by the way, I probably worked here for ten years before I noticed there was a dishwasher in the kitchen. Are no you idea. buying dish? Are you buying the the tablets if to go in the dishwasher? If you hate the dishes in the, the sink, put them in the dishwasher. Because then they're going to sit dirty there. But they're behind a door. Have you ever opened that dishwasher? Oh my god! Go, would, go open I that dishwasher. So glad I'm a, not married. There's to probably any of you guys. thirty dirty dishes in that dishwasher right exactly. now that have been in there for months. Exactly. That's disgusting. So why can't yeah, mine go in there? That's why we got a little dead mouse running around. You're none the wiser. You didn't even back there who what cares do you mean? and now it bothers you that there's dirty dishes in the dishwasher no it doesn't bother me all i'm saying is disgusting that it is disgusting to have dirty dishes sit in a dishwasher when have you for not months? known how could you not think that's disgusting? everything bothers kathy when did, did you just pick up on that now no this is no, clean just, by the way i just don't answer. understand how you guys how you don't even slightly understand this i'm going to invite, i do uh, i do, do. i'm trying to Listen, i do yeah. understand I, I think it's sort of been it's i think Honestly, to Kathy's point, it's sort of rude to the people that you work with if you leave dirty stuff in the sink. Right. No one wants to go see I, that. I don't disagree with that one bit. Yeah. What I don't get is why throw them in the trash? They're because not broken. No one's They're clean not. Them. So we just so they're just useless. They're trash now. They're not. And no, I, it's a punishment. I, they're not. It's a punishment. You can't. Punishment. You, but you can't. If you're going to throw yes, them away, no, it's not. Leave the leave the sign up. Exactly. Wait a you, you don't it's think, not, you don't don't, think right. Bill's not trying to send a signal? No, I think that he, he no one is going to claim them. There are There's stuff that comes in from these meat needs that just get left and they don't get put anywhere. Nobody is assigned to the kitchen. We don't have a, a kitchen maid right. who's going to straighten up and put them away. But so the, the, uh, do I think it's right? No. Uh, you could clean them and put them away and then we'd have them for future events. Right. Okay. I, I, even if we agree with all of that, right, to do it on a day when there's no one here? I, I understand that part. Right. I'm on give, your side. Give everybody an opportunity to clean up their stuff. And I think that's where is that our dishwasher? If it's back bill, it fell down. <laughs> that his his tactic uh was not carried through if that is the case. If it is in fact Bill who threw everything out he was wrong to do it so quickly after just posting that sign for a short period of time. Meanwhile, we're having this whole conversation and uh, blaming Bill for it, which we think it was him, but we're not 100% but sure. Honestly, I would like to say that Bill's in. lack of participation in this particular conversation probably points directly to him as the But he's not party. here yet, right? No, but he was. No. I'm going to. Uh, he's got two okay. stations to monitor. He's listening to Debella. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm going to invite Nick McElwain into this conversation. Um, oh no, no, no! <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> so it was. Um, 
years ago when when we first started working here, I used to you know pour my coffee in the kitchen and I would put creamers in it. And I, I, for some reason or another, I would leave the empty creamer packets on the counter, mm-hmm. and then with with the intention of coming back and cleaning them up and, and throwing them away. And every time I went back, they were always thrown away. Little did I know, me leaving my trash on the counter really upset Marissa Magnata. And uh, she I agree away. with Marissa. Yeah, no, me no, too. so do I, so do I. So, but then we, I was called out on the air about it, and we had a nice discussion about it. This is probably, right. you know, 11, 10, 11 years ago or whatever. The reason I'm inviting you into this conversation, Mr. McElwain, is because you clean the coffee pot a um, couple times a week, and every time you do... You leave the towels on the counter and you walk away. Do you do that, Nick? Uh, not every time. Um, I have left the paper towels uh, on that counter and then I'll go back and clean them up. Sometimes, not every time. It's a paper towel on a on a freaking countertop. Uh, who the heck cares? <laughs> Honestly, I, and this this I Bill, swear to God, this conversation. No, no, no. This conversation is not about me. Let's not make it about me. All right, all right, Marissa. I'm stuck in the middle here. I don't believe in throwing anything out, especially when it comes to, like, dishes, like something that can be used again. But you guys don't understand what our kitchen looks like at 3 o'clock after the days when we have wonderful clients who, like, bring in all this delicious food for meat and eats, and then it all gets put on the table, and then it is just picked over and smeared and gross, and there's cream cheese, and there's... Uh, Who cleans it up? I agree. Me. Me. How many times do you see me out there? I will consolidate things into one box. Not only will I do that, I'll throw out the remaining boxes. I will put lids on dips or whatever. And not only that, I'll put them at right angles to each other. <laughs> of course because you do. I'm obsessive compulsive. At what point in the day are you doing this? Around 12, 30, 1 o'clock? Yeah, sometimes like 2 or 3 at yeah. the very end of the, like, like gross. Like this People food has been People are done around. picking through that stuff. Oh, oh they're, it's pretty picked. No. You, they, 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 could, they could strip a rhino <laughs> in about 30 minutes. And we work in a company where people will take the last donut in the box and leave the box. Yeah. And right. so you see that every single day. So it just gets frustrating and it piles up day after day after day. So some of the utensils and things that are left behind by certain restaurants, what do you do with them if you're cleaning it up? So I will go over to the sink and clean them. You do? You don't leave that them I in don't the sink? Do. No. Okay, well, because there are obviously people that are leaving them in the sink. Well, and then there's another problem. Our sink does not have a garbage disposal, and mm-hmm. people don't understand that... It does. It's called the dishwasher. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> people don't understand that you have to leave the thing in there to collect the food, and then it piles... It, it's, it's a gross right. situation right. in general. Hey, I would like to call our next uh, witness to the stand, please. Um, ah. Bill Weston <laughs> is on the phone line. He's on the hotline. Uh, good morning, Bill. Great segment this morning, guys. Thank you. Oh, Thank terrific. You. <laughs> okay. Do you, Mr. Weston, deny throwing away Chuck's bowl? Oh, I don't think it was Chuck's bowl. I would have recognized the plastic. Uh, you know, No, it hasn't been bowl. plastic. It was ceramic. It was a ceramic yeah. bowl, Bill. I threw some disgusting dishes away because it was, uh, It's you know, it's just, uh, I don't know, it's unseemly. It's unsightly because when people walk into that kitchen, they enjoy being clean and just grab your coffee and go. So I threw some dishes away, yeah. All right. Now, when did, did, the, when did this take place? This was Monday. All right. Did it. Uh, yep. All right. Now, Bill, had you – now, we hear you had posted a sign, a sign which I did not see. Yeah, I figured if, uh, if Matt Cord and Kristen were working or if somebody was down at Ben and it was their dirty dishes left over from earlier that morning, right. then I'd give them an hour to clean them and get them out of the sink. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second, though. Chuck, you were not in on Monday, were you? No, Bill was covering for me. Neither was Matt or Kristen. (laughs) Wow. That's right. Matt and Kristen weren't in either. No, they weren't in. There was nobody here. I figured, you know, if somebody had 
had breakfast that morning and just had, in a hurry, had <laughs> left them, uh, you know, inconveniently and uh, inconsiderately in the sink for other people to look at and be squeamish over. That's fine. I give. Oh them my up. God, Bill! What about oh, the dishwasher? If they left those dishes in there on Friday and have been sitting there for three freaking days, I'm sorry, dude. It's on you. Those things are gone. I'm, I'm not going to say that I don't understand some element of what you're saying. I think, though, before you were to jettison that stuff, being that it was a day of service and we were all thinking of, of Martin Luther King, you could not have dispensed. You should have given it a little more time to breathe, uh, maybe another day. and. and just- they had three days to clean them yeah, up. Yeah, but Saturday, Saturday, three Sunday, days was a weekend. You was, literally well, hung a sign for nobody. <laughs> for not one person. No, I Nobody was clean. here on Monday. I just, you were here. No, I, we here. had already told you it wasn't ours. You hung a sign for six people in an office of like 50. Uh-huh. That's right. I did. I can't believe I just yelled at my uh-huh. boss. I'm and so that sink was nice and clean when you came out to get the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so the I sink was can, nice and clean. We can confirm it's Bill at this point. All right. Well, <laughs> honestly, I had originally thought, no, there's no way. Then when the news of the sign came forward, I thought, well, maybe yes, maybe that is the case. But then also, I do have to say, you there should have been a, a lengthier period that did not go over a weekend and a holiday before you jettisoned all that stuff. That's my take on it. I don't know why you throw away bowls. I still, I like, they're, they're ceramic it's bowls. It's a buffalo yeah. thing. Yeah. How much <laughs> should we're they do it? Your bowl out. We're going to throw all of Bill your has... bowls out, Bill. No! If it's plastic, if it's, if it's disposable stuff, absolutely. By the end of the day, even. But if it's somebody's bowl and it's just sitting in the sink, who the F cares? Because it's going to sit there then for a long time. Bill, I just have a and question. there it is. Just there it is. sitting there. there Bill, there. I have a question because oh. Preston said that you do it to, uh, what did you say? To, to a form of punishment. A form of punishment. And I, I disagreed with that. What Do you do it to say, hey, don't leave your stuff in here? Or are you just trying to clean up the kitchen because no one else is? You can uh, let it be said that I am intolerant of that stuff. Here's here's the deal. I had a program director back in the early 80s. and uh, What's your name, Short Stack? You think you ought to be on the radio. How's your kitchen work? No, and we had a we had a new studio, and this program director. If you left a coffee cup in there, if you left a sweater in there, if you left anything, who leaves sweaters in a sink? Shush, <laughs> let him finish. It was the studio. Oh, it was the air studio, and he was just intolerant. So you knew the rule was: if you left anything in there, oh, it was gone. All and right. it was the studio was always pristine, always looked great. And uh, and I guess that's kind of rubbed off on me. Don't you realize that if you leave something behind? It could be gone, whether it's the cleaning staff or whatever. That's just the way I am. Okay. All right, so there you or go. Or your think this... program director. Hmm. Oh, man. Oh. We're going to start you in overnights, and when we come in, this studio better be spotless. It's not the it's studio. Not it's a sink. You. If, you don't, if you don't keep that like that, it's going to look like the inside of our refrigerator, which is horrible. Okay, he's right on that. It is. It's a disaster. So I right. think everybody who works here should listen to Bill. Just know that he's going to throw it away. If you leave well, it in the sink, no, wash your no. bowl. May I suggest? And take it back cool. to your office. There's not, if, if I mean, you throw listen. away my uh, my property, I expect you to pay me for that. Don't leave it in a community space. No. It's not, you know, it's it's not clearly disposable, one-time use kind of stuff. I, under- I fully it, understand it was, it was literally like a piece of silverware, not plasticware. A ceramic bowl that more than likely belongs to somebody. It's not temporary or throwaway kind of stuff. And there is a dishwasher there. All right. And there's no one here to claim it. 
<laughs> My Look. coffee mug has sat out here for like two months. That's your and, space. And by the way, by That's the way. your space. And Bill, you know I respect you. But yeah. it's the sink. It's not the studio. It's the sink. It's where dirty stuff goes sometimes. All right. There's love and respect, Bill. What do you say to that? Did we lose him? To me, it's a common area. I'm standing. Can I put something in here without you hitting your button, Steve? (laughs) That's me. I know. No, wait, wait, wait. wait. Well, yeah, let me ask or, or present this notion. Uh, maybe what has been an issue is this has not definitively been stated. We are having a uh, a big station meeting this uh, later on today. Let's make that at least one of the topics oh, come on. on the docket. Right. What proper sink etiquette? All right. All right. All right. The witness has rights. Yeah, the witness does have rights. Would you like to have a messy kitchen or would you like to have a clean kitchen? What do you want? A messy kitchen or a clean kitchen? Answer, Bobby. I'd like to have a kitchen where my stuff isn't thrown away automatically. Don't leave it there. I won't touch anything in the kitchen henceforth. And we can see what how it develops and how you. All right. Okay. All right. I'm done with that. All right. <laughs> we'll we'll see you in a bit. Bill. I don't know. All right. Anyway, you can get a ceramic bowl at Bed Bath and Beyond for sixty nine cents. All right. So or not, you can we can replace yeah. trucks. Yeah, yeah. Put that in our check or bills. <laughs> yeah. Actually, here's because it was a it was a, uh, a a a prized possession. It's one he's been eating cereal out of since he was six. I know Chuck's plastic bowl. I that that one's that. long gone. All right. Yeah. That was you probably threw that away in November. <laughs> <laughs> well, All right. this one he's been eating out of since the sixth of November. All right. right, thank you, Bill. We're gonna let him go, and uh, we'll see. We'll see you in a little bit when you come right. in. I just, uh, I mean, look. Two or three dishes in a sink ain't no big deal to me at all. Now, a, 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 an overflowing pile of them, yes, that's unsightly and, and can smell if there's food in there and so forth. But if there's a couple of dishes, a spoon, a, a glass, and a bowl and a dish, I ain't freaking out about that. I do understand. That does not look unsightly. I do understand if stuff has stayed in for a long time, you have this rancid mush in the sink. I do understand that. Mm-hmm. This bowl out, this house is clean. This bowl was clean <laughs> that you had in there, correct? It was when I left it there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, somebody <laughs> says, Bill Weston, the disposer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyhow, all right, well, listen. We we did. We yeah. You 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 Your nailed theory, it. Yeah. Yes, you you knew who did it. I uh, I brought another thing to eat my cereal out of. By the way, what'd you bring? An old Cool Whip container. Oh, there we go. That okay. ought to be safe. Go ahead. Yeah. That, you know, that looks like trash. I'm going to eat out of it. <laughs> right. Yeah. They'll come you, into your office. Too many times, man. I get it. Yeah, I don't yeah. blame you. I think you I, don't I, trust Kathy with Kathy with your bowls. I either. just clean your that stuff today, too. and take it with you. We can't have nice things. We can't. That's it. Apparently, we can't. So, by the way, we have... Uh, we, oh, my we have, goodness. Yeah, we're looking at... Uh, Marissa put a poll up. It says, uh, Bill threw out a pile of dishes that were left in the... They weren't a pile. <coughs> pile of dishes that were left in the MMR kitchen. One of them happened to be Chuck's clean cereal bowl. Who is wrong here? 33% say Bill stopped tidying up. 33% say Chuck, it's a shared space. And 34% uh, Preston and Steve for bring... Uh, PNS for bringing this up. It's yeah. our fault for bringing it up. Oh, it's our fault. So who's <laughs> wrong here? All right. Whoa. So it is... It's a three-way tie, basically. That, that that's I think crazy. We need to, and I think we need to realize. All right. So Feelings that, have been heard all the way around. Now, that's... She just put it up. So that's only... That's a, three people. That's only... It's <laughs> nine, nine, actually. Votes. It's a handful. It's three, three, three voted for each. I say not cool. Kathy says, way to go. I say sort of... No, uh, I'm winning. Look I'm at that. Sort of lukewarm. Mm. All right, uh, thank you for sitting through that. We're, Thanks. <laughs> we're going to take a break, which sometimes we get to air during laundry, man. 
Um, we dirty, dishes. dirty dishes. Dirty yeah. dishes. <laughs> and, but yeah, a lot, I, I'm just stunned that people keep their sweaters in a sink. I know. <laughs> uh, that was a revelation. Jackson's Jeep Club and Spirit Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram presents MMR's Mother's Day 2019. Get dirty and get your Jeep on at Bridgeport Speedway, Sweetsboro, New Jersey, Saturday, May 11th. 15 bucks per Jeep gets you in and a go at the custom dirt obstacle courses and mud pits. Join us for another great day with our Jeeps in the dirt and mud. Plenty of room for spectators, too, with free parking. There'll be hundreds of Jeeps on site, Jeep parts to win, and you can even score MMRBQ tickets. Plus, cool vendors and food trucks, including Two Street Sammies and DHY Motorsports. MMR's Mother's Day with Jackson's Jeep Club at Bridgeport Speedway. Tickets on sale now. WMMR.com for complete details. From Spirit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, we're selling excitement. And 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Our guest is arriving. I love that. So we're going to, Casey is uh, helping her get into uh, position, and uh, we're going to speak to her. So um, Transformers The Last Night uh, is premiering and stars a host of people. Uh, in fact, some that have been in here in our studio, Mark Wahlberg, Josh Jamal. Uh, we've never had Anthony Hopkins. No, that. but that's pretty no. cool. Pretty damn We have awesome. had Optimus Prime in studio. You yes. had Optimus Prime in studio? Yeah. Who was that? Optimus Prime. Oh, okay. It was oh. a terrible joke. Mm-hmm. I, I got it. Oh, yeah. Damn it. One, One for, for three. three. Yeah, yeah. And so it all goes down. <laughs> yeah. uh, but this young lady is going to be starring in the film as well. Isabella Moner is here Yay! this morning. Hello. Thank How, you. you. Very nice greeting. Did I say your last name correctly? Moner or Moner? It's it's Moner. But Moner. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Okay, because I, I thought I get... Moner... It's, that's a name that's, uh, you know, it's you like know, a nickname. Okay. You just suffer it. through it, yeah. Monet. I so you're, you're just kind of, you know, just continue. That's you cool. You know, smile and a nod. <laughs> yeah, you're part Peruvian and... Uh, yeah, half half and half. And your dad is from Louisiana? Yep. Okay. Hey. Ah, we did our research. Oh, so yeah. that's where that little French French sound comes from at the end? Yeah, actually, originally it was Molnar. Molnar, okay. Oh, like Molnar. the hammer? No, that's exactly. Molinier. Molinier. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Molar. M- Molnar. Molnar. Uh, yes. Okay. It's very weird. Yeah. I don't understand. But, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could have gone with my, my mom's maiden name, which is Salazar. That's cool, too. Right? You have a very, it's a very, it's a very uh, good sounding name. It's not like a Schwarzenegger kind of thing where people can't figure out how to say it. Yeah. But it's just exotic enough to be. Uh, what, oh, yeah, exotic. There yeah, there you go. I like that. So you're 16 years old? 15. Oh, my God. 15 years old. Dear God. Wow. Ridiculous. I first saw you in <laughs> Splitting Adam, by the way. Nuh-uh. Yeah, because I have three kids. I don't just watch <laughs> movies like that on my own. Right. Well, hey. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, I appreciate you watching it. Yep. So you've done a, a number of Nickelodeon things. You 100 things to do before high school, right? Uh-huh. And then uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yep. So you, you're, you're obviously well-known to that audience, but you now, is this... This has got to be the biggest thing you've done outside of that realm, correct? Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it's a big blockbuster franchise. And um, I was a little nervous coming into it initially just because it's so established. And yeah, and I don't know. I just I, I guess I, I was a little hesitant. Um, is, do you get weird? Because obviously there, there is a level of special effects involved here. And, and Michael Bay and his whole team, you know, they're. I mean, they've got it down to a science, but it's it's very precise. And were you were you worried about that, or did you think, okay, if I if I really apply, I can handle this? Well, I've done some green screen and CGI work, right. but not like this, not to this, um, you know, level. I, yeah. Um, I remember just being on set, and well, let's just say my first scene was me like putting out a fire. <laughs> okay. Um, and then I just remember, um, Michael 
and during the auditions, actually, uh, he had me go out in the parking lot of uh, his studio. Yeah. And yell to the top of the building as if it was like Megatron. Okay. And like <laughs> act as if I wasn't intimidated and All right. just yell at it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, and so that was kind of like That's his, how he auditioned you? Uh, halfway, yeah. <laughs> then, he, then he had me read a few scenes, but We we actually met him uh when uh, when Pearl Harbor was um, you know, the was premiering and they they flew us out mm. to Hawaii and all that stuff. He's, it was a great guy and he was really great, you know, to to interview. But we understand he can be, like, on set, he is all business. Well, I feel like you got to be, though. He's running yeah. a crew of, like, 400 men at least. Yeah. And But I got to say, Offset, he's super nice. Uh, he gave my, my tutor, actually, my on-set tutor, uh, an entire tour of his house. Oh, that's cool. And he barely even knew her. He just, you know, he's just super nice like that. Uh, that's cool. Offset. <laughs> oh, oh, offset. But yeah, he's, he's nice on set. He's too. got to control he's a lot. Gotta, he's, he's the ringmaster. Yeah, he can't. He's not using his inside voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned your, your tutor. Did I read correctly that? So you're 15 years old and you have already been accepted to college. Uh, yeah. Good for you. College, yeah. College courses right now. I'm working towards my uh, psychology degree. So you're technically what is referred to as a smarty pants. An yeah. overachiever. Overachiever. Yeah, I get that a lot. So, um, so what's your, I don't know what's if you... I should be flattered by it. or like, <laughs> No, that's good. I'm like that annoying kid in class who's like, oh, like everyone hates just because they try too hard. But Well, yeah. the trade-off, <laughs> see, on the downside, though, you're beautiful. So you see, you're oh, yeah. you one thing it's against the other. Yeah. No, I, I got to give it all to my mom, though. She's really like... She She's taught me my values and like kind of just really made me appreciate education in general. So she's all, she also said that I can't act unless I do good in school. So well, that's it. That's um, right. The fact that I just said do good. <laughs> I was going to call you out on it, but then I'd be that obnoxious guy. I'm just going to do gooder, you know? Yeah. <laughs> what's, your, what's your course of study then? Are you, are, are you, is, is it in the arts or are you going to? You psychology, a, she said. Oh, psychology? I didn't yeah. Know. Okay. Yeah. I feel like it'd, benefit, it'd be beneficial like in real life. And well, this is real life, but um, <laughs> outside of acting, and okay. also as well as in acting, and also to get an understanding. All right, so you yeah. you you play a in the, in the movie you play a, a tomboyish character, mm-hmm. and uh, tell us tell us about where you fall into the plot line. Uh, yeah, I guess you could call her uh, tomboyish. I think that she's just streetwise. You know, she's learned, yeah, streetwise more so. She's an orphan. She's had to learn how to fend for herself. Uh, and, Was she orphaned by the like a, one of the I think one of the Transformer battles in Chicago? The right? battle of Chicago in, right. in movie three. I think it was the Dark of the Moon. Um, and uh, where Shia, you know, like he he goes back and he's trying to like, right, yeah, yeah. But yeah, my parents, my parents died in that. Um, and I'm kind of now living in this post-war zone. And I, my the Transformers left in the area that are fending for themselves as well are now my family. And so, I, so the, even though they they killed your parents, some of them you've you've that was the Decepticons. Decepticons, these yeah, are autobots. Right. Yes, okay, yes. So yeah, but even They're still, the good yeah. guys, right? Um, but no, you you know, it shows that like home or family isn't just like the people you're, you know, born into. It's not just blood. Right. It's stronger than that. It's choice. You know. Huh. Yeah, it's like you choose to stay with these people because they've taken care of you. And you're you're uh, you're uh, who's it? is it Squeaky or who's the uh, the uh... Uh, Squeaks? He's the lame Transformer robot puppy, and he becomes um... a Vespa. <laughs> He 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 could. And okay. Then he got broken. Um, <laughs> I want to say around movie four. Okay. Uh, no, he you know he can't transform anymore. Okay. He's All the right. lame transformer that everyone like kind of pities. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's like 
So he's he's just that that little little guy. He's I, cute though. Um, a couple of weeks ago or months ago, we did a, like an extended viewing yeah. of the movie. Uh, oh, yeah, it was yeah, really yeah. really neat. So we watched about twenty to twenty five minutes of I, it. I cry a lot. Huh? You, yeah. um, no, no, but you know what? Like, uh, so but you're introduced to your character. In that yeah. um, in that rubble of mess mm-hmm. of um, it's just destruction, and you're not allowed to be in there, but that's where you meet Mark Wahlberg's character for the first time, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's pretty intense. But I I really I thoroughly enjoyed that. I, I didn't know what to expect going into it, but it was something that Michael Bay wanted to do, I guess, to get the excitement about the movie out. Well, yeah, like the first reaction that I got from friends, which I asked them like what they thought of the trailer and yeah. what they kind of were expecting. And I was like, be honest with me. I want to know. And they said this seemed like a completely new Transformers, which is kind of what Michael Bay was going for when he hired 12 new writers to basically rewrite what the... Not rewrite. It's an origin story, but basically, right? You find out... It's an origin story. And these guys wrote Iron Man. Yeah. Iron Man movies, The Beautiful Minds. Like, they... They wrote these amazing films, and I think that that's they're adding just this element of kind of humanity to the robots, the aliens right. as well. And um, I think that like a lot of Transformer fans will appreciate that they're focusing a lot more on the inner conflicts of Optimus Prime. Or it is kind of cool. Bumblebee. I mean, in the last one, they started to. I mean, the first human built. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Autobots and, you know, they, they had Transformers, um, you know, were, were revealed. And so there, there is that connection. And it goes back, obviously, it goes back way back into the history of our planet. So there's always been this thing going on. Did you get to work with Anthony Hopkins at all? I. Very s- small amount of time I spent oh. um, acting with him. But, okay. But by complete coincidence, we were we always seemed to be on set together in London. Okay. And, um, and that's where I met him. And I remember first meeting him. And I was nervous. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, I heard so many things, good things, because, yeah. you know, people always said that he was just so nice for, you know, a sir. <laughs> he's Sir um, Anthony he's, Hopkins, well, he, yeah. You know, like he would take his time in the morning, every morning, to greet every single person that he saw in front oh, wow. of him. And he, would, he wouldn't just say, hi, how are you? You know, the very brief. He would take his time and be like, how are you? How's your day going? And people would purposely wait outside of his trailer <laughs> to get that at the end of the day because they knew that he would stop. Like, everyone, didn't matter what your title is, he would just stop and say hello. That's very cool. And what, it was what? very inspiring. And even to me, like, I was nervous meeting him um, just because... He's, he's, yeah. a he's a legend. He's a legend. He's an Oscar-winning yeah. uh, legend, yeah. Yeah, and, um, but he noticed right away, and it was, he just scooped me up in his arms and yeah. just gave me, like, his biggest, the biggest, nicest, like, warmest hug in wow. the entire world. Um, it was so, it was amazing, yeah. Well, it's cool to have him, that shows you just that you have him in this film, it shows it's, they're, they're definitely going in a, in a, in a, in a different direction, so... Uh, when you're when you're on a set, because you've done Broadway, uh, you, right? You were you not in uh, Evita, I guess. Evita the musical, yeah. Right, oh. right, with uh, Ricky Martin. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So when you're with these people, are you the kind of person who's shy to go up and ask for advice or tips, or or, or do you um, are you hungry for that? And will you? Well, I think that that's like, I think it's almost vital. Yeah, to, yeah. To being in a movie, in any movie, actually, just like taking as much information as you can, and just being a sponge. Um, I even did that like with Soldado with Benicio del Toro and Josh Brolin, right? Which is why I cut my hair. But like, I, they would be talking, and I would just absorb information that I use every day. You know, they're just so smart and just 
And it's just their conversations were on another level, otherworldly. It was just sure. intellectually stimulating. It was just, it was amazing. I, I didn't know what to do. Like I'm, I'm going. I go, I go back to Ohio to my my like teen teenage friends, and their worries are like license. And, are they acceptable and, like, of you? Your yeah, friends? No, no. That? I like I like that too, though, because yeah. you just get to chill. You're, you're not like trying. You're not. You know, you're just having fun and being. So you're not involved. Snapchatting with Anthony Hopkins. No, I was. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> He, he loved the Snapchat filter. <laughs> he would, like, I don't think he understood, like, he didn't understand, like, what you kind of do. He didn't, I don't even think he knew that you post them. Oh, really? He just thought that you saved them. Right. So he would come up to me and be like, um, the, the Snapchatters, the, the, the ghost. And he, he would just, like, ask me and I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, that. You want to do that? And he's like, yeah. It was, it was Make amazing. me a doggy. Yeah, 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 exactly. We're talking to Isabella Monet, who's going to be in uh, Transformers last night. That premieres on Wednesday, June 21st. So Steve had mentioned, um, you know, doing Broadway uh, as well. So that means that uh, you not only act, you sing, you also dance as well. You write songs. You're an ukulele player as well. Yeah, and the piano. And the piano. What about guitar? Remember Overachiever. Yeah. This, did you, from a very early age, did you start to take to performing? You had to have. It just had to have happened right away. Uh, yeah, I actually, uh, well, I mean, it kind of came naturally. I'm, I'm, my mom, and no one in my family is really in the business. It wasn't, it wasn't like, it was completely my choice, yeah. which is weird because I was only six. Uh, and I really wanted to do musical theater. But I think it's because, you know, growing up, my dad didn't like us um, watching cable all the time. Of course, he you were, you were Belle. Uh a bit, right? I mean, because if you would, if you're denied, you want to explore that much more. Well, yeah, but also I think it gave me the opportunity to go to the library and oh. just kind of get like, it didn't matter f- from when it was, but it ended up being like early, you know, twentieth century movies in yeah. black and white, whether it's Shirley Temple or Judy Garland, and I started watching those, and those were like my favorite movies. And so the early, the early, like the early MGM I, musicals. Yeah, I grew wow. up watching that, like Judy Garland singing Dear Mr. Gable, Shirley Temple and Baby Wars. I watched all these films, and like uh, that was kind of my inspiration. And well, that's excellent. That's that, a great education. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that, so my first musical was Wizard of Oz, and I wanted to play Dorothy, but I ended up getting the role of the Munchkin. But Damn it! Like, Damn. <laughs> I know. I was like, why, why, why is this happening? Yes. I can't have this. I was, I was, but I was three feet tall and six years old, so. Yeah. It made sense. It yeah. are, Little did I know. There are 15-year-olds who uh, try to act like adults, and then yeah. there are 15-year-olds who, who are very adult-like, and, and you, I think, fall into the latter of those two. Do, do you get that a lot? Do you, do you get, like, a, an adult in kids' clothing? Uh, yeah, I do. I get, <laughs> Does I get it bother old you? soul. Old soul, um, yeah. Well, because, well, I guess I don't want to, I don't want to come off as someone who, you know, like, is in the business and is kind of forced to grow up early. I feel like this is just kind of always how I've no. been. If you watch interviews for me in, like, Ohio, I, I, and I did them because I, I one time I won this con- competition for the Cleveland Orchestra and I got to sing with them, but I was literally just, like, a little 30-year-old woman, more mature <laughs> than I am now. Um, I think it's just how I was. Uh well, it's it's kind natural. It doesn't it doesn't seem it doesn't seem like like it's an affectation. It's just the way you are, yeah. and, and you can be an old soul. But, but you know, that's. Or, I mean, you're you're you're, you're you've, you've you've there's an authenticity. To Maybe it. you're just a really good actor. <laughs> Maybe. 
Yeah. You know what? Like, you're actually a 41 psychology. year old single mother of three. <laughs> because I was, I was a. a but fish. you know what? Though I do have hobbies that, in, like, you would think. Yeah. I like to knit. I do Pilates. <laughs> you are. <laughs> and do you get do you get some froyo after the uh, Pilates? <laughs> they do have these really good, uh, very low natural natural flavor uh, popsicles. That they have. <laughs> there you go. You are. You, do you go to the strip mall and the whole thing? Joanne Fabric. Do you wear yoga pants to the Red Lobster? Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, um, you would mention uh, Soldado. Is it there? Soldado? Soldado, yeah. Right, it so, means soldier in, in but Spanish. But that's, um, that's a follow-up to Sicario. Yes, which, which Steve loved. It is a great movie, and Benicio yeah. Del Toro is freaking phenomenal in that He's film. He's insane. I got to act opposite of him. He, he is so, um, you talk about, like, actors, and I'm sure it's what you aspire mm-hmm. to, who you you have to remind yourself that they're the actor, you know, they, they, they get lost in that role. So many, Jeff Bridges in Hell or High Water, to me, is like, mm-hmm. just it's off the charts. Brilliant. Yeah, you don't, you don't know how they reach that level of just, <clears throat> I guess, internal yeah. kind of um, emotions. But with him, it was kind of like, you know, he comes off as the Scorpio kind of yeah. <laughs> introverted, mysterious, you know. But but he's actually so funny. And <laughs> um, same with, like, Josh. They're super they're super chill and, like, non- they're super, super amazing. And, and Josh Brolin and I, like, we would... I mean, we had our conversations about acting, and they'd give me advice, but we'd also make fart sounds on set. Like, <laughs> you have could to. make the best ones. He, I gave him a giant, life, like, really big whoopee cushion for Christmas. <clears throat> and, like, it was just those things that, you know, it, that meant the most to me. How were Anthony Hopkins' fart sounds? <laughs> um, I don't know, but, he, but I, I know that Josh has this really good one where he, like... <laughs> Like a it's squeaking like fart? Like, kind of like, yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A squeaker, we call that. Yeah, well, that's acting. I, yeah. I'm sure Brando used to do that. On the, in fact, yeah, they did. Brando would do fart sounds. Really? Nuh-uh. On The Godfather, it's, it's part of legend to crack up the other actors. Oh, that's, oh. Yeah. that's great. Yeah, yeah. That's cool to know. Hey, um, we actually have audio of uh, Isabella singing with the Cleveland Pops. No. That's okay. seven years old, yeah. No. Here we go. <laughs> Like a little chipmunk. <laughs> oh, look at that! Yeah, we're looking at the video. Oh. Wow, you're adorable. You are. Oh my goodness! Oh my god! That's adorable. Now, one of my favorite songs. So at that age, and here you are in front of uh, this audience. <laughs> that dress is so big on me. <laughs> Looks like a lampshade. <laughs> Normally a kid would be terrified uh, to do something uh, like that, but does that, does that feel comfortable to you? I feel like a lot of my friends have tried to like blackmail me with this video <laughs> several times, so I'm, I'm kind of used to it by now. Well, uh, no, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it is adorable, <laughs> yeah. So so uh, how, much, how much singing do you get to do now? Um, I'm always making music. Yeah. I, I, I like to write. Yeah. I, I, I want to be one of those artists who writes more so. Um, and I'm kind of changing the direction that I'm going. And I like, I really love Latin music. Selena is one of my inspirations. Okay. For sure. And, um, so yeah, I'm trying to find my sound right now. Okay. Nice. Really Do you have any siblings? I have two brothers. 
Your two yeah. brothers? One older, one younger. But they're, okay. like, super normal. All right. Yeah. They're, they're, they're super, they're, like, yeah. Are they a little they, afraid they of you hate... because you're such an overachiever? Uh, no, they just hate the business. <laughs> Do they, they? they? Like, they just don't, they don't have a thing for it. Do they all. get razzed because of what you, uh, because you're 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 famous? You're you're building, um, you know, a level of celebrity? You're in Transformers? Um, they really don't care. <laughs> they don't, oh, they they, don't care. They, if anything, they, like, yeah, they. I don't know. They. I'm just to me to them. I'm their sister, and I'm like, I'm like, stupid Bella. You know, I'm like. <laughs> well, that keeps it, it keeps things in check, sort of, right? It doesn't. I yeah. mean, it, it keeps you grounded. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My, little, cool. my little brother. He um. He's taller than me. How old like, is your little brother? He's 13. That's not hard to do, by the way. Yeah, oh, yeah I'm very. I'm, I'm very short. Oh, look, that's the, there's them. There's oh, okay. My brothers. Oh yeah. But th- he was shorter than me in that, but he he really grew. <laughs> Did they like the Transformers movies? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, they do. My older brother, he got excited about something for once <laughs> when I told him because you know th- that was his childhood. And the little one, he actually, you know, he just had his growth spurt. He's starting to smell. Oh. So like, I bought, <laughs> yes. I bought him his first deodorant. Um, I'm hoping that he'll ask me for girl advice so yes. that he can be like one of the nice boys. Right, and I can like teach him to be one of the nice boys rather than the players. Right, right. Well, um, that's cool. That you sound like a very uh, caring sister. Yeah. I yeah. I wish it was reciprocated. <laughs> uh, it will. It will. Yeah, it's, it's just a, a weird age. Teenagers. But we, yeah, it comes, yeah, it's part of the deal. Yeah. So you're going to be at Wizard World? Uh, yeah. I uh, if I was to- correct, if I remember correctly, yeah, there's an entrance fee, but the the photos are free. Yes. And everything is like everything's free. You get to meet Squeaks, that, the that's one that cool. we actually put on set, and he was there, and. Um, very cute little dude. Well, now you're 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 part of that legend and lore for forever. You can yeah. always, you know, no matter what happens in your career, you can have a table. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. at, at Wizard, Wizard World. World. At Wizard World. Yeah, yeah. So you're set. I have a feeling she'll be okay with her career. Yeah, she'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think this is just the beginning of what we're going to yeah. see from this young lady. So, oh. uh, well, that's cool. So the movie opens Wednesday, June 21st, and it's a, you know it's a summer blockbuster. I'm sure it's going to do well, and everybody yeah. definitely who love the other ones are going to fall over themselves to see this. You know. Yeah, I think that uh, people are really going to like this one. It's... Hey, what what should we keep an eye out for down the road uh, from you? Anything coming up? Um, I mean, other than uh, Soldado, I'm just... Uh... Nut Job 2? Nut Job 2? T- yep, that is that one. I play a villain. I play a, like a, a chubby, red-headed, kind of evil... But that's an girl. animated film, right? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, a, okay, a, yeah. an animated film. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was fun. Okay. Yeah? All right, yeah. cool. Yeah. Nice. Well, you're, you're awesome. Thank and you, you make us all yep, feel that, incredibly inferior. Oh, my God. The, oh, <laughs> there's, there's me. There's oh, yeah, wow. we're looking at a, at a picture of her character. Oh, that's awesome. You, I love her already. We look alike. It's an accurate Aww. sketch. Yeah. No, but I got to work with, like, Bobby Moynihan. He plays my dad. Yeah, he's, he's great. He's super yeah. funny, so that, like, made me want to be funnier. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Nice. All right, well, uh, thank you, Isabella. It's wonderful to meet you and enjoy your thank time you. in Philadelphia. Thank you, guys. Thanks for talking to me. You I had fun. It. Isabella Monaire, guys. Yeah. Cheer for it. More of the Preston and Steve Show podcast after this. At Steven Singer Jewelers, everyone gets the perfect price. No coupons, no sales, no negotiating. Feel great about buying a diamond. Visit Steven Singer, the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly, or online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Always with free shipping. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. You know, you look forward to your weekends and uh, being able to do what you want to do leisurely, and then you have to go to the hospital. 
or uh. spending it in the ER. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that always sucks. Mm-hmm. Yes, to tell, Kathy. Uh, Jace ran face first into a wall in a splash costume. Oh, my oh God. man. <laughs> it shouldn't be as funny as it is. <laughs> I know. You know what? Fortunately, it uh, looked and we thought originally it was much worse than it actually was. Uh, so the, all that happened was he knocked his two front teeth out, which were baby teeth anyway. Uh. Uh, and they were they were loose, you know, coming along. But, uh, yeah, so they're, they're out. They just got fast-tracked just a little. Just fast-tracked, right, yeah. exactly. Um, and I'm... the other teeth, the, the you know, his adult teeth that were coming in um, were fine. And he has some, you know, a couple of cuts inside of his mouth. But for the most part, is fine. We thought it was going to be way worse. I can't help but uh, chuckle and smile because I... As a superhero, injured myself multiple ways as a kid, you know, running into things and trying to jump things and fly over things and Spider-Man over things. Uh, so this well, is yes. yeah. so he was in the Flash costume and he does this, you know, lightning flash run and he like runs and then gets to a point and just comes to like a dead stop. Yes, and he's been which doing is what it. the Flash does. Right, yeah. Flash is like zip. He zips in, boom. He's right there. So he stops. Right so on, on, a, on a dime. That's what he's been doing, and he's been doing it up and down the hallway from my bedroom to his bedroom. Uh, and, and so yeah, the, the, he, the, the video is so cute of him because he's like, you know, full force running as fast as he can. But walls don't move. Right. Yeah. So he had sneakers on it, and I think the sneakers kind of got caught uh, as he tried to stop. And he, like, and it was like a hard, you know, a hard fall. And he didn't have time to, to put his hands out. So, yeah, teeth went right into the wall. Oh, and, like, no. so, Tears so, immediately. Like... Oh, my God. Yeah. So he does not do well with blood. And he actually, so uh, he has seen. He, I wish I had this man. I know. I wonder where he gets it from. But he's seen uh, my niece get hurt before, and he started to pass out by looking at the blood. <gasps> oh, he's her. right. He's you. He's me, basically. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, the fact that there was bl- a lot of blood and he could see it, you know, because I obviously put the, the um, some paper towels to stop yeah, the bleeding. Yeah. And so, as I was taking them away and switching out paper towels, he could see it, and so he started to like almost pass out. And oh, how uh, are you, Calf? You know what? Uh, I was okay. Like immediately, you want to freak out, but I, I just I didn't want to have any appearance. I know. God, I gotta make some more. Well, because it's important, you know. Even if you are freaking out on the inside, for you to be calm. Yeah. Well, you know, and I have a hard time looking at it. So, like, I couldn't. We were, um, we were with some of our neighbors, and two of my neighbors are doctors. So they both came over, and you know, and they looked, and they said, "Listen, uh, you know, it's." It doesn't look terrible, but go and get it checked out. It sure. doesn't hurt to go and get it checked out. So we actually went to the um, uh, Chop ER in King of Prussia. Oh, yeah. They cater to superheroes. Yeah, yeah. So they, they have a whole Marvel department. Well, I can't, yeah. Listen, we show up in, a the, DC, I should say. in the ER with the Flash costume still on with blood dripping down onto the Flash costume. Wow, man. Well, it's Kath- red, so. Yeah. 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 Got that. yeah. Hey, uh, we were in the ER, or I, I was with Seamus not too long ago. Uh, Avery had dropped a pipe on his face. And- <laughs> And, right, the he, pipe. The, and he needed uh, stitches in his in his eyebrow. And the thing is, when that happens, and they're asking questions, they're asking the kid questions. I'm just like, all right, do they think I did this? Oh, you know yes. what I mean? Like, yeah. Is that what they're getting at here? And I felt like, because did your mother put you in that flash costume after? Well, did you did you feel like that at all? Like, because no. all right, because they ask the no. kid questions, yeah. and they're like, you want to interject as a parent? Like, well, this is what happened. You know? No, but they, they did ask him the questions for sure, yeah. And, sure. He, yeah. and he answered, he said, I bashed my face on the wall being flash. Being flash. <laughs> Is that your father out there with the flat-brimmed hat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and how are you with uh, with comforting uh, as far as, uh, see, because I, 
I get it all wrong. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I get what it. do you do? I got it from my dad. So shake I, it off. Uh, no, not shake it off, but I'll look at it and get, yeah, that looks pretty bad. Oh. You know, I'll, I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll be like, you know, Rochelle's yeah. like, okay, it's fine. Everything's going to be okay. I'm like, yeah, yeah that looks course. pretty bad. Probably going to need stitches. Well, no, no, I, no, I don't no, know. They might have to set the bone on that one, you know? <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> no, no. You're always going to have to eat through a straw. I can't imagine. I can't and, help it. I'm and like, women attracted to you, probably not going to happen. <laughs> but I'm always like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, oh, it's bleeding uh, pretty good. Yeah, we're going to have to take a jaw. <laughs> oh, my God. No, of course. I'm like, it's going to be okay. Everything's going to be fine. We're going to mm-hmm. have a great doctor look I don't at it. I think you should have survived this. <laughs> I, Did I you think, guys both I think know? the merciful thing would have been for you to die, but, you know, you'll go on and live. I, there was one time where I was uh, running around playing as a kid, and I ran into, there was a wasp flying, and I just happened to be running at the wrong time. I landed, got me right below my eye. Oh my you God. collided with a wasp. Collided with a wasp, and it stung me right below my eye, oh, man. which, as you can imagine, was extremely painful. And, uh, you know, after I'm going through all the pain and everything, and, and my dad says something like, uh, yeah, I had a friend when I was a kid. He got stung, almost lost his eye from that. And I was like, <laughs> 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 You better get oh, used to an eye patch because it doesn't look good. But your dad but must have I, savored the ability the, to take a crack at doing some eye surgery. But he, but that I, I inherited whatever that gene yeah, is yeah. of uh-huh. not being able to use the proper words to comfort them and just saying the obvious. Yeah, that's bleeding pretty good. Yeah, you know. I, I was, <laughs> no, no, no. You know, yeah, I'm okay, done. I'm gonna level up. with you, kid. It's not looking good. Was it both of you guys at the ER? Yeah, yeah, okay. both sitting there. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right. So his teeth. Let, let me ask you about the teeth. So were they still in his mouth, or so, did they come out on the ground, or were they dangling by that little <laughs> yeah, bit and you so had to they, yank it out? They didn't fall out on the ground they were like jacked up like almost pushed up a little bit and like snag snaggle tooth like one was going one way the other and that's what i found that's so cool so hard to to look at no i didn't pull them out he um actually pushed the one out on the way to uh to the hospital and then the other one came out the following morning it's amazing he didn't break his nose Oh, thank yeah. God. Thank right? you. I mean, when I tell you, there was so much blood. I thought this is going to be, the, mm. I don't know what it is, but it's going to be bad. And I mean, no stitches, nothing. He has a few little cuts in the mouth. And of course, we were a little concerned about a concussion, too. Yeah. What, about, what about the carpet? <laughs> no. Well, I was well, thinking, listen, what about he, the was so, he was so excited oh. uh, the next day that I got the blood out of the flash costume. Ah, there yes, you go. Yes, Casey, Tooth Fairy yeah. came. Yeah. I mean, what kind of coin does a. Uh, when a tooth is knocked, knocked out, out, that you get more coin for that. Yes. You'll probably get mad at me, but <laughs> you uh, get a I mean, settlement at the tooth fairy. But she brought twenty bucks. Yeah. <laughs> well, we wow. Had, tooth fairy always brought twenty bucks for the first tooth. Okay. I wasn't sure if it was more because you got bucks. Not, yeah, yeah, when you get it, when it gets knocked I was, out, I was hosed. <laughs> I got a quarter. I had a tooth come out on the show. I should have gotten a thousand dollars. Twenty bucks ends up back in your pocket <laughs> anyway. But Jesus, uh, Steve, I had a uh, superhero injury when I was a kid. I was, Did you? Yeah, I was doing the. Um, Superman on the swings. Of course, where you lay down on the swings. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and you, you know how Superman often flies forward and in reverse. Yes. And uh, I was in sixth grade, so I was probably a little old to be doing it, but I was doing it anyway and went back way too far and just <gasps> oh, slid forward oh. face first right into ice and gravel. Oh. Yeah, it was a, uh, a nasty time of year. I got a concussion from it. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, here's somebody texted in and said, uh, we had a friend whose son who did the same thing, meaning what Jace did, uh, Kathy, tripped face first into the wall, but teeth actually stuck in oh the drywall. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> As he pulled his face out. Honestly, stop and think about it. How do you get that angle Ugh. when your nose 
Right? Well, I, I guess you could come, da- yeah, yeah. come down, yeah, almost on it. And yeah. fortunately, your teeth snapping back protects your nose. Well, and you know what? There was a chip from the uh, paint from the wall that was stuck in. in one <laughs> wow. of the teeth. Yep, that was stuck in one of the teeth. Yeah. I'm gonna have to repaint the wall. <laughs> the doctor goes, "That's a nice color. Yeah. What is that? Wow. Can I take that chip? I, wanna, I match want my it. foyer to look. Yeah, they'll match it at Home Depot. I'm gonna go to Ben. Hey, Ben. Good morning. Hey, you guys rock. Thank oh. you, Ben. What's your story, man? Hey, yeah, so uh, in ninth grade, I uh, I love climbing trees, Yep. and uh, I was about 50 feet up in a tree one time, and the branch broke, and I uh, I fell uh, and fractured my skull, my neck, my back, oh my, God. my right leg, and punctured my right lung, Jesus. and uh, I had to get airlifted to chop, wow. and so that night when my dad finally got in uh, to the hospital down at chop, he basically walked in, and the first thing he, he says when he looked at me, he says, you know, Ben, it would have been cheaper for a funeral. <laughs> oh, my God. Thanks, Dad. Yeah, it's like, Dad, some way, just do that. When my, my brother Thanks, had, had a uh, concussion falling off the balance beam, you know, in elementary school, because we're all practice gymnasts when we're in second or third grade. Anyway, he, um, he fell off. He got the concussion. My dad comes home from work. And um, my mother, Tom got a concussion at uh, at school today. And my dad goes, "Oh God damn it!" And I'm I'm standing there, and I go, "Kids in their concussions, right?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which you know, is why my dad hated my guts for many years. Well, I've actually taken a couple of pages out of your book. When my kids cry, I ask them what's so funny. <laughs> oh, and I'm, they, yeah. I'm crying. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it just drives them nuts. Uh-huh. Why are you laughing? I'm crying. No, what's so funny? That's so mean. I would <laughs> never. That is so mean. Never do that. Like a kid bowling his eyes out. What's so funny? Right. I'm, I'm crying. Oh. They don't find it funny. Really? Yeah. Wow. I do. I, yeah. I love your sense of humor, Steve. Thank you. That's why I'd be a horrible parent. Let me go to Joe. Hey, Joe, how you doing? Morning, guys. How are you today? Good. What's up, buddy? Uh, a couple. Uh, same thing happened to my daughter a couple years ago. She was using um, two chairs as a set of swings, and you know, rocking back and forth on her arms. She fell and smacked her face or smacked her jaw on our slate cot. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> she knocked it. Thank God she had her baby teeth. Then she knocked out four baby teeth, broke the top of her mouth. Oh. Um, so it was pretty. It was pretty traumatic. You know, blood everywhere. I was, you know, I was screaming like a little girl. But um, we got to the hospital, and I guess to Casey's point, where you know they were questioning her, they were questioning us. You know, yeah. trying to get me and my wife's story straight. You know what happened? I was like, yeah, I, I felt like saying no. I, felt, I took a bat to my daughter's jaw for no reason. But I was like, there were questions. Like it was getting kind of like nerve wracking at the point they were just constantly questioning us. But my daughter, thank God, she could talk, and you know, she kind yeah. of told the doctor what happened. No, be glad, be glad that they do question though, Joe, because you uh, know, yeah, there no, could yeah, be abuse not, going on, and and you know, but yeah, but, but, I, but I know what you mean. My my daughter, two times she had broken her her elbow, uh, and when we took her into uh, um, you know to have a look at, it, they made sure that they got the story from her about exactly what had happened. It's like in the Sixth Sense when she uh, she brings in Haley Joel Osment. He's got mm-hmm. the injuries. It's actually M Night Shyamalan playing the doctor who uh-huh. interviews her. Yeah. You know. So actually, we have had between my two daughters, we had uh, these things called a uh, nursemaid's elbow. And yes. Oh, that's, yeah. yeah. What yeah. is that? Yeah. So it, I mean, it's essentially it's just a dislocation of like where the. Uh, elbow is you know the, what's that the ulna or whatever um and it's super super painful but it's really easy to set and they call it nursemaid's elbow because a lot of times kids will get it from parents yanking on their kids arms like get over here oh, right wow. i saw a woman do it to her kid at oh. uh, at the supermarket last week Oof. 
And I was, oh. Yeah. And all he no. wanted, so they were trying to give him the uh, Monopoly cards to play at the, you know. And yeah, he, the so he went to go grab them. Yeah. And she was like, get over here. I was like, oh, he just wanted these, you know. Um, but that's not what happened with us. We weren't yanking our children's arms. The the uh, one time my wife is just taking a dress off of my daughter. And oh. and, and it just the dress yanked it. And then the other time she. I never was, heard of this. Yeah, she yep. was falling out of her chair. And she went to brace herself, and, and it came undone. Steve, the only, I mean, they just turn the arm, and then they bend it, and it oh. goes right back in. Pops and, right back in. And, and it's not painful anymore. Ow. Hang on a second. I want to go to Justin. Justin, good morning, sir. Gadzooks, guys. Gadzooks, my man, what's up? All right, no, I didn't know if you guys wanted, like, a teeth-knocking out story. <laughs> sure. Or we'll take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I got two. I got, when I was um, <laughs> three or four, I think what happened was, I, well, I think, I remember it, I had, skates on my hands, like roller skates, and I was kind of just rolling across the floor using it and, like, pulling my knees along behind. Yeah, I wasn't smart. Um, I I rolled into a coffee table after losing control and knocked out three of my teeth on the corner of the coffee table. Were they baby teeth? Were they baby teeth or permanent teeth? They were baby teeth, thank goodness. Okay. Uh, A few years later, I think going up the steps, I used to live in Philly, so going up the little uh, concrete stoop in front of the house, I trip and fell face forward and then jammed more of the teeth up into my gum. Oh, my God. That's what so I was I had, worried about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That the tooth would go up into the gum? Yeah. Yeah, then you need surgery. Yep. Yeah, I messed up my teeth so many times as a kid. It was not pleasant. It's amazing how that happens, though, that it has nice. to be the exact right angle because, again, you'd think the nose would, the nose would, you know, mm-hmm. take the, da- the initial damage of a face plant. Mm. I knocked out a friend of mine's teeth by accident. Oh, me too. How? Really? Oh, man. Both of you. Well, one of them. So it was a friend of mine, Tony, and he was uh, over my house. And we were, I don't know, we were like fifth, sixth grade or something like that. And he was laying on the floor on his back, and he had headphones on. He's listening to some music or something like that. And I, we had a pool table. And I didn't realize that he couldn't hear me. <laughs> and so I grabbed, he's laying on his back, and I grab a, a cue ball. Oh, oh no. no. And I go, hey, catch. <laughs> And it landed on his chest. I yeah. thought he was going to catch it with his hand, so that's where I was throwing it to. Landed on his chest, bounce, boom. Oh, knocked his freaking front tooth out, man. I mean, oh. out all the way. Or actually, oh, I, actually I can broke, feel it in my teeth. It broke it in half. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Oh, man, I felt horrible. Hey, remember playing King of the Hill? Remember yeah, that sure. game? Yeah, yeah, we were playing. We used to play in this guy's yard. He didn't have any kids. He just had a hill. Well, we were you young fellas like to play over here. Uh, it actually had no. I'll make you some Kool-Aid. But we used to play King of the Hill at this guy's uh, hill all the time. But uh, this particular day was the day we saw Karate Kid. And I and I crane kicked Matt Matt in the face. Uh, I Matt didn't, Matt? Matt Matt was yep. his name. Yeah. I crane kicked him right in the face, knocked his tooth was out. Was he trying to make it to the top of the hill? Uh, no, we were both at the top of the hill. Oh my God. So you kicked one, him off? And what do you had to go? <laughs> we just saw Karate Kid. No, man. I'm not defending yeah. you. You're right. <laughs> yeah, you are. You are right. But hang on. Set the stage here. So, so I don't necessarily think we were playing King of the Hill at the time. Uh, at the time. I think we were just doing Karate Kid. So okay. you're just doing Karate and, Kid, and, and I, Matt Matt was... Uh, we, we were both, and he was, I was Danny LaRusso, and he was Johnny, Yeah. and I cream-kicked him right in the face. So you full-on <laughs> put the arms up in the... In the Sneakers wing, on wing and everything. In, put him in the body bag. And then you popped him in the face. 
That's pretty good kick, Case. I know. And but like the thing is like we weren't necessarily wow. fighting. We yeah. you know, we were like shadow, you know, fighting or whatever. Yeah, okay. with full contact shadow fighting. So <laughs> what what happened in the aftermath? Well, he lost his tooth and then he ran home. You know, it was like I don't even know if Matt Nance running tooth. home. Yeah. But he had to if he was running home with a bloody mouth, I'm sure he said Casey. <laughs> What Casey year? Crane kicked me in the yeah, face. Totally. What year was this? Um, 84? 84. So what so happened? Did, did, I was nine. He was eight. Yeah. Did, did his know? mom mom come over? No. But uh, at the end of the day, you were king of the hill. I was. <laughs> right. So you never, got love... a, you never got a talking to about that? No. Wow. Well, just, just, just kids will be kids. Out. Well, yeah. I know. Listen, it's fine. But you yeah. generally, <laughs> my parents want an injury report if I'm coming home with a <laughs> yeah. bloody mouth. How did this happen again? You know? Right. Well, we were crane kicking each other because of Karate Kid. Well, and that's the thing. You ended up. Whatever movie you just watched, you end up reenacting that. Like, I remember. We, oh. How many ways, though, with that as a kid, how many ways should we have been dead? Yeah. Reenacting movies. We broke a table. We were renting a house in Longport, and we went and saw Break-In. And we ended up breaking a coffee table trying to windmill in the uh, in the living room of that house. Windmill? Yeah. Remember, like, that's the one where you kind of, like, you spin and... <laughs> oh, break dancing. Yeah, okay. break dancing. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Could you do it? Uh, no. <laughs> God, no. No. You could break a table. You could break a table. It, uh, Preston, I'm thinking of the video we were watching this morning of the... It was, uh, I think it's Sri Lanka's Got Talent. Oh, yeah. And there's a, there's a karate guy who's... They're breaking boards over his arms, so he's, he's to- doing a total split. Yep. And then he grabs, what I guess, a whole bunch of boards... And slams them back into his head and knocks himself out. Knocks himself out. <laughs> and then he he, he gets up, and, but he's, he's like, he's still going to continue doing. And everyone's going, no, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. no, 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 <laughs> no. Steve absolutely cracked me up because he goes into the voice as if, <laughs> as if he's the guy who goes, wait a minute. I haven't even done the thing with the fire yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just oh, see. So they're breaking the over. Nick, if you could put this up on the web. <laughs> yeah. And I think the guy, to his credit, I think he has some sort of oh. han- a, a handi- physical handicap. handicap. So it's an amazing thing that he's able to do. But He does have talent. It, it, Is he it, doing this, this over a bed of nails? He, uh, uh, he's, yeah, it yeah, looks like yeah. it. So they're watching him. Well, watch, Casey. So he grabs his own board, slams himself in the head. Boop. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Knocks himself out, falls oh down, God. lands on his back. <laughs> now watch, he gets is he up. knocked out? He's knocked out. Pulling. Oh God, yeah, he is. Oh my God. Oh. And he gets up, and he's he's once he comes to, they walk him. He walks to the front of the stage and starts to continue the act. Like no, no, no. He's pushing him away. Saying, I'm no, okay. I'm not, I'm not done yet. So <laughs> no. I still got to do the flower trick. <laughs> it's terrible. Oh, my God, that's terrible. Oh, God, that's terrible. Uh, hang on a second. I want to go to a couple more calls here. Uh, I don't quite understand this one, but I'm going to go to Kurt. Hi, Kurt. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, good morning, bitchy. <laughs> right. I'm sorry. We're watching this guy <laughs> knock himself out again. Go ahead, man. So uh, about a year ago, I was playing basketball with my sons, and my 14-year-old was dunking on an eight-foot rim. Okay. And I was playing horse with my 12-year-old. And my 14-year-old had one of his front teeth was already had been previously cracked in half and had a cap on it. Okay. And so I hear him start calling out in pain from across the basketball court, and I hear him say, my tooth came out really loud. And I go, which one, the good one or the bad one? And he said, both. And so the, the the one that had the cap cracked in half, and that came off. And then his other one, he dunked the ball. The net slapped him back in the face and got caught on his good tooth and yanked it straight. 
straight clean out of his head. The net did. The oh, net man. on the basketball net pulled oh. his tooth all the way. And have you ever seen the size of a front tooth when it's out of your yeah, head? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I have. Two inches, yeah. two inches long. Is two it really? Long. Oh, my God. It was so long. It, and it rattled around on the floor for a little bit. We found it. He was freaking out. I was freaking out. We put it in a paper towel, and then I put it in a bottle of water, and I got him to the dentist's office. They had it back in his mouth within, like, like a half an hour from when it came out. They put a stint on it, and now it's as good as new. Wow. That's, that's amazing. That. Yeah. You, you reminded me of Thanks, something Kurt. years ago. It was in junior high school. It was in gym class, and the kid goes running to do a layup. And, you know, totally screws it up, but goes running face forward into the pole. Yeah. And he hear, cling, and he bit the end of his tongue off. Oh, and he turned around, and I'll God. never forget what the, like, you could see the inside. Ooh, dude. Like, ooh. Of the uh, yeah. tongue. Ooh. Of the, oh, yeah. yeah. what that looks like, actually. It, look, it looks sort of like a. Like a sponge, you know, yeah. Kathy. Like a sponge. <laughs> stop it. Because my brother bit a like, hole like in a his sponge. Tongue. It looked like a sponge oh. almost on the inside. Mm. Yeah, I believe it. You know, my buddy. Gonna, I'm going to Martin. Sorry, I'd already hit the button. Hey, Martin, you're on the air. Good morning. Morning, guys. Gadzooks. 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 What's up, man? All right. Uh, about twelve. When I was about twelve, I was playing my uncle in basketball. I did a layup as he was jumping. I jumped up into him. He came crashing down onto my head. I chipped his tooth into my head. Oh, my God. So there was a piece of tooth in your head? Yep. His tooth got stuck into my head. God almighty. So the amount of still there? Yeah, I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> now, he was wondering if the tooth was still there, like, a, you know, a bullet they might right. leave. See, we can't body. take it out or else you'll become very slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, so did, did it? Uh, were you able to pull it out yourself or did you have to go to a doctor to get it removed? I got. I pulled it out myself, and when I did that, it was just the, the faucet of blood was just going. It's wow. the truth, man. Mouth, Casey, uh, Kathy, as you were saying, the Thanks. amount of blood that gets generated from a like a mouth injury or a tooth getting <laughs> well, snapped or broken. I'm telling you, the blood was pooling in the bottom of his mouth that I thought the bottom teeth were gone. Like I oh, couldn't oh see. And that's how much blood there was. Yeah, and here you are. <laughs> this isn't your scene. No. Oh, my God, no. So you just jammed a bunch of t- uh, paper towels in there and yeah. left and, them there? And like I said, I left, s- my neighbors were doctors, and I was like, can you guys please look? <laughs> Fortunately, you've been sitting on the supply of uh, Beanie Babies for a long time. <laughs> I'm going to go to Fran next. Hey, Fran, good morning. Hey, good morning. Sorry to bother you guys at work. It's okay. What's up, ma'am? Um, so, yeah, I, listen to you guys uh, talk about the teeth. My son, when he was about six years old, he's about 13 now, he was uh, on his bicycle, and he ran his his face into the front handlebars of the bicycle. Yeah. That's a common tale, yeah. Four, yeah. It knocked out his four front teeth, and like the guy said before me, those teeth are so long, they're like two inches long out of your mouth. So he was a bloody mess, and my wife threw him in the van and, and took him down, was trying to take him down to Paoli, and uh, Paoli, she called Paoli, and Paoli said, take him down to Chop. So she got on 76. And it was bumper-to-bumper traffic. Oh, my so, God. Yeah, so she started to drive the shoulder, and cars kept cutting her off, thinking, you know, she's just trying yeah, to get yeah. Out yeah. Traffic, You know? Yeah. So she called 911 and said, could I just get a police escort so I can, you know, just get my kid to the hospital? And they said, pull over. We're calling an ambulance. So she pulled over. I'm on my way from 202, so I meet her on 76 at the same time the ambulance gets there. When the ambulance sees my son, and he's a bloody mess, just, you're right, the amount of blood. 
So um, they see him and they say, okay, we're not taking him in an ambulance. This isn't your call. It's ours. We're calling a chopper. Oh, oh my God. You you go from I'll drive him himself to the helicopter. Him. Wait, for teeth knocked out, though? Exactly. So, well, I, and, and again, when they said to us, it's not your call, it's ours, we were like, okay, good. At least we're not going to get, you know. Then the, I don't know they why. Made, the helicopter probably... shows up. We're getting a battleship. There's no way. <laughs> but they probably looked at him and thought it was like, Much worse. like my situation. Yeah. You think it's way worse. Also, uh, I would hope exactly. a medical professional would take a look and do an actual assessment. But no. So, anyhow, did the yeah. chopper come? Yes. Yeah, so, they shut down 76 <laughs> wow. in both oh directions wow. for miles on rush hour. And uh, the helicopter landed. They put Johnny in the helicopter took off they flew and the firemen that were there said okay we're going to let you and your wife go ahead of the traffic and then we'll let the traffic go after you so we made the news that night of my wife and i driving barreling down, <laughs> trying to get down hey it, go ahead president fran how much did that end up costing you man oh my god the airlift yeah. i want to say it was like 60 grand and it was a five minute trip Sixty thousand dollars. You remember yeah, yeah. we we were talking about this just a couple weeks ago. There's a fifty fifty grand tab for an airlift. Yeah. So yeah. now your wow. insurance covered that, Fran. I hope. It, yes, it was covered. You know, insurance does what they do, but uh, yeah, it was it was in, in, uh, covered for most. Wow. That's why, honestly, I tell you, if you can make the investment. Buy a helicopter. Buy your yeah, own you know, because honestly, yeah, in the long right. run. All right, thanks, Fran. Now you remember there there was somebody who was looking for um they were looking for assistance in it because in, their insurance wasn't going to cover it. Yeah, it was like it was like thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars, and and they there was no way, shape, or form that they could afford it. And a lot of people don't know that. You know, we're calling in. A, you know, air air med. You, you don't. You just think, look, we we got to get to the hospital. Can you bargain? Can can, can it be a blimp? Wow. Okay. Well, anyhow, uh, Flash got his teeth knocked out. Uh, but he looks uh, good, man. Baby teeth. So they were going. They were going anyway. Interesting. Thanks for your stories. We appreciate it. The Preston and Steve Show podcast. Ninety-three three WMMR. Everything that rocks. Now. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's bizarre file. The Bizarre File brought to you by Dietz and Watson Real Philly Deli. Want to know Philly's best kept hoagie secrets? Pick up Dietz and Watson's Real Philly Deli Hoagie Guide, a map of the best delis in the city. Earn prizes like t-shirts, coolers, food, and even birds tickets just for eating real Philly hoagies. We're going to start with a story about a skydiving partnership that is unlike any other. Uh, Sheriff's deputy and skydiving instructor Alex Cocker has a one-of-a-kind partner jump from a plane with him four times. He happens to be a 75-pound dog named Duke, and Duke is 21 jumps short of receiving an honorary skydiving license. Wow. Yeah, this is at a place called West Tennessee Skydiving. It's the only place in the country where you can fall from at least 28,000 feet in the air, and that's called a halo jump. So what does he do? Do the stick throw out of the open door in the plane? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, people from all over the world come there just to fulfill their dangerous wish. Uh, and the instructor, Kevin Hallbrook, said uh, you're falling roughly 70 to 80% faster than the normal skydive speed. You're on a blind faith because you have to uh, hope that you're really where you need to land. As Duke makes history as the first and only dog skydiver at his location, he can also make history as the first dog with a license. Now, if approved by the Parachute Association, Duke would be able to be allowed to jump without a human. Really? Yes, he's just got to remember to pull the ripcord, I guess. Uh, Cocker doesn't know if that's ever been done before. 
Uh, like many skydiving instructors, Cocker is ex-military. It's not unusual for military-trained canines to go airborne with their trainers, but Cocker says Duke is a bit different. He said he's a pet, he's not a military dog, and he's also a bit large. Uh, he says he knows Duke enjoys the jumps because his ears point straight up. He also says Duke... <laughs> Loves riding in the car. What are you watching? Well, no, it's, his ears point straight up because of the wind, <laughs> right? Well, even said, when he's just standing there, his ears term- are, yeah, yeah. Terminal he's, velocity. He says uh, Duke loves riding in the car with his head sticking out of the window, which is the same kind of feeling as a skydive. No. No, not no, really. Not. But if you want to think that, that's okay. I think it'd be awesome if a dog was skydiving solo. Does Duke have an actual automobile license? Uh, that I'm okay. not sure of. He might. He's a pretty extraordinary <laughs> dog. Uh, Sydney Allen. Of Clearwater, Florida, uh, who's 20 years old, quietly got her nipples pierced back in June as a birthday gift from her sister. They both decided to keep the piercing a secret and to definitely keep their parents from knowing. Alan told BuzzFeed that her mom is a bit conservative on appearances and hates tattoos and piercings. And she said, since I don't usually have my shirt off, I thought it would be very easy to keep the secret. And that was until Alan went in for a routine checkup on Tuesday for the alignment on her spine. And since she has syringylomyla, or I'm, I'm probably mispronouncing that, is a rare condition that can build up spinal fluid in the spinal cord. Doctors took a procedural x-ray of her spine. Yeah. And Alan did not know that the x-rays would make all metals visible in the image results. Oh, wow. Yeah. In fact, uh, experts in the field advise patients to remove their piercings in case they cover or distort the radiographs. She said, my mom saw my piercings as soon as the x-ray popped up, and the doctor and I started laughing hysterically. She said her mom grew silent, staring at the extremely clear metal rods projected on the computer screen, and then said, we'll discuss this later. (laughs) What about the kettlebell that was attached to her labia? Uh, And Alan had added uh, she was visibly upset. Well, they didn't. They didn't didn't go that low. They didn't uh, x-ray that far down. So on an x-ray, you couldn't have this... And go through an MRI, right? You Correct. Can, yeah. yeah you Your take, nipples you, will get ripped all, off. Yeah, all metals have to come out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but she said, I was initially terrified when the x-ray came up, but she ended up being pretty understanding since no one can tell unless I show them. Alan said that her mom now finds the entire event and Twitter spectacle funny. She said the picture does make her laugh now. My buddy in college had, he had like a hip injury or something like that. Yeah. And so he was playing, uh, I believe, soccer at the time. And so he had an x-ray and the x-ray was hanging up on the board in the training room. Well, as a result, you could see his wang in this in the x-ray. You could yeah. see the whole outline of his wang that just hung up there for hours and hours for people to look at. Yeah. Pretty great stuff. Nice. Back to you, Preston. All right. Uh, hey, bud, nice wang. <laughs> I, I love this story. It's a woman out of Alabama. Uh, her Halloween fun turned into a nightmare and a medical emergency. Uh, Anna, too, is her name. Says the fake teeth that she put in would not come out. Steve, they're big fangs. Oh, yes, yeah. <laughs> she said it went on and on, and I mean I continuously tried to get them out. And after it was over with, <laughs> I tried up till 2 a.m., and it's like they wouldn't budge. I even took a pair of wire cutters and cut the tips off of those. So this was like a, a, a Halloween costume, right? Yeah, that's it. Her Halloween right. fun yeah. turned into a nightmare. Two says that she used the glue that came with the teeth. Oh, my God. But she says the adhesive wasn't temporary. <laughs> she says she was in excruciating pain. They're like Nosferatu oh, teeth. 
right. And this, really long and sharp. This dental glue that they include with a lot of these things actually is is too good. Uh, she says she was in excruciating pain but wasn't sure whether to go to the emergency room. Eventually, she <laughs> found an emergency dentist who could help. Dr. John Murphy was able to rescue two and her teeth on Saturday. It's great. Uh, just the natural state of your teeth, the doctor said, and your gums can sometimes cause something to adhere and get stuck. Two says that she learned a lesson, and one day she hopes that we'll save others from this issue. And she says she will never put anything like that in her mouth again. <laughs> Last year, there was a story about someone with fairly pronounced vampire, that where the, the fangs go over the lower lip. They're oh, always, and they got locked in there with that glue. Mm. All right, and uh, we'll do one more uh, story that involves uh, the supernatural since we're around Halloween. Uh, some people believe in ghosts, and other people date them back in December. <laughs> A British woman, uh, Amethyst Realm, uh, told the British TV show ITV this morning that she cheated on her fiancé with a ghost. We understand that you've had a relationship with a ghost. Do tell! And has since gone on to have supernatural affairs with at least 20 ghosts. Well, now, in a more recent interview, she says... She's become engaged to a ghost. Oh, my God, that's beautiful. She says that she and her see-through lover got engaged during a trip to celebrate their nine-month relationship at England's Wookiee Hole Caves. Yeah, we had the Wookiee Hole Caves when the ghost lover got down on his knee and proposed. Well, no, she said there was no going down on one knee. He doesn't have knees. Oh. Is he a a specter, a poltergeist, or what is She didn't indicate what type of celestial being. phantom, perhaps? Uh, But but for the first time, she said, I heard him speak. I could actually hear his voice, and it was beautiful. You're an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) She said it was Uh... deep, sexy, and real. Isn't this great? Uh, <laughs> you at the Wookiee Hole? This is something I would assume only the Mrs. Wookiee would see. The 30-year-old says she met her spooky match, who doesn't have a name, uh, during a work trip to Australia in February. I have your mind working with a ghost. Uh, Realm says that her friends and family have embraced her unusual engagement, and now she is planning her big day as a pagan ceremony. Oh, that's great. Isn't that sweet? <laughs> Nick, can you look up Wookiee Hole Caves? You bet. For me, I am curious as to what that is. Apparently, it's Harry. It's a real place in England, but uh, Wookie is spelled W-O-O-K-E-Y. Oh, not like Chewbacca. No, not not like Chewbacca. Um, Famous caves and so much more. Uh, so they, they, it's like uh, you know caverns. Yeah, like, like legitimate caves. Yeah, but they've uh, they've turned it into an attraction. next to the C three PO mountains. Yeah, they uh, there are <laughs> fall activities there. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, they got a camp. Oh, the Wookiee Hole Cave Cam. Yeah, Nick's going to click on the Wookiee Hole Cave Cam. And, yeah, sure enough, it's, it's yeah. Oh, cool. They have it set up there. You can go tour with staircases and so forth going down into the cave. Also, for some reason, they have the Wookiee Hole Cheese Cam. Gonna... Do you think that's where they got the name Wookiee? Uh, it's, for the, uh, well, for the George Lucas wrote it. Yeah. It's oh, possible. And, and they age cheese in the cave. That's why they have the cheese cam. Just like they do. <laughs> Look Look at all the action as the cheese ages. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And Steve is just static. Yeah, it's a picture of cheese. Pictures of cheese. Yeah. Oh, the lights change colors. I Nick. see. Yeah. Uh, is that a cheese cave thing happening today? We'd like to come. I want to propose to my ghost lover. You know what? A band name or, yeah, it could be the Wookiee Hole Cheese Cave. <laughs> That'd be a pretty good We thing. are the Wookiee Hole Cheese Cave. More of the Preston and Steve Show podcast after this. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. The 
this is uh, cool. A new survey asking 2,000 Americans uh, to pick the best movie trilogy. I think it was from the Just Saying Institute. Yes. Of all time. Huh. Uh, and The uh, best yeah. movie trilogy. Exactly. And I think whenever this topic comes up, you need to step back. Take a breather and really consider things, and think about the trilogy. Now, Wait. some of these, okay, well, all right. some that? of these yeah. have more than three movies in their history, okay. though. Yeah. Which it, that's now, if you're going to talk about a straight up movie trilogy, the purity of an actual trilogy, yep. or the first three movies of a series, that's that's a different thing. It is, bucko, and that's kind of what they're going with. They're pretending a couple of movies didn't exist. Well, then they're Not a bunch of jerk offs. Yeah. Not allowed to do that. I, I actually, uh, without knowing about this uh, uh, thing from. From the Justine Institute. And by I, the way, we are uh, donors. We uh, contribute large funding to the Justine Institute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had posted the same question on Twitter, and I had said Star Wars is, is not part of this anymore because it's no longer a trilogy. No, the original trilogy was a trilogy. It's not a trilogy fine. anymore. It, the original trilogy was a trilogy. Okay, but he's saying it's not a trilogy anymore. No, but it's, it's still it's, the original three movies was part of a trilogy. I know, but can you call it that yes. now? You can. Yeah, I think you can. You can't. The, okay. It was well, such, it's open it, to interpretation. It was, it was such a such a long it was such a long lapse between that and then the follow up movies that I think the original three would qualify as a trilogy. Okay, so if there's enough time, uh, I would think so. Then then you can call it a trilogy. Yeah, is what you're I, saying. yeah, but you can't call it a comeback. Uh, so I'll I'll reveal what was uh, uh, taken from this survey. Uh, Indiana Jones, the original Indiana Jones trilogy, was named the top. Uh, and it's not a trilogy so, anymore, though, right? So the Kingdom of a Crystal Skull. They're they're ignoring it, uh, basically. I, yeah, but, and I, now, so what do you think about that? Has there been enough time? Uh, yeah, because there was an original trilogy. Yes, and that was. The, and then they stopped. Okay, it's over. And then they came back with the the, the uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull or whatever the hell that thing was. I will it tell is you, the continuing story, though. I will tell you what I believe. What I believe is probably the best movie trilogy of all time in consistency. Of quality and overall film production and the whole thing, the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I'd agree with you on that. Yeah. I think it's and then they went and screwed it up with the Hobbit, <laughs> right? But the Hobbit doesn't is um, you know is doesn't sully. It's a prequel. Okay, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the second and third place trophies were awarded to the first three Jurassic Park movies. There's been more than three. Yeah, and the third one was okay. Uh, was, yeah, and the second one wasn't all that good either. Yeah. And the Godfather trilogy. So no, because I cannot. I cannot. It is though. It is the third movie came much later than the second. Steve, you are you're changing all the rules, man. I, I, absolutely. Because, <laughs> but the thing you need to know is that whatever I'm saying is it's right. right. <laughs> so Godfather one Once and you two. That, it'll be easier. Two movies actually part of one story, not a trilogy. Third third movie was done many years after. You want it, you know. But this is the only true it's, trilogy. It's in the, the same family. Who cares, though? Well, like, what, Back to I, the Future. Does it matter? Do you consider? Do you consider? Um, do you consider uh, uh, Harry um, Potter a trilogy? No. Oh hell no! That's right. a lot more than that's a eight trilogy. movies. Right. Yeah. So, but you can. So, the first three movies is that a trilogy? Nope. No. Yeah. So, I don't uh, know what the point you're making. No, I'm saying <laughs> if, you're, if you're taking the, it, it's it's all up. For, you you have sort of a a full story arc, right? Yeah. yeah. 
And that's what I think you have in Lord of the Rings. Now, what you can do is you can just create a new character, or not character, uh, a new um, category, and say movie series, right? Right. That way you okay. can go past movie, but three movies, and it can be four movies, five movies, ten you're movies, right. who cares? So in that trilogy case, is what's killing yeah, us here. Exactly. Well, it's stupid. <laughs> but if you're going to go with trilogy... Back and, to the future. The, the original three Star Wars movies was a trilogy... And then they kept adding on afterwards. Yes. Yeah, so they don't. They, they shouldn't pay the cost for those for the movies. That, now there was a second trilogy, right? And, and, the, and now it's a six and now trilogy, the third trilogy. And now it's a trilogy. nine trilogy. And then uh, with uh, you know spinoffs, yeah. so it's like a twelve trilogy. So if you were yeah. talking about what I believe to be perhaps the most consistently solid, great movie series of all time, where the quality across all of them, Toy Story. What? No. Harry Potter. <laughs> Harry Potter? Yeah. Uh, if we're going to go with trilogy, Casey and I, I'm, I'm going to agree with your uh, your interpretation of, yeah. of trilogy. That... No, it's wrong. <laughs> okay. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go to some phone calls. I'll go to Maddie. Hi, Maddie. Steve's right. Good morning. Yes. <laughs> now that we've had that established, you have a much better call, Maddie. <laughs> What's up? Hey, uh, I just totally, uh, I, I don't know who said it, but all the Toy Story movies, man, I think that Throughout all the movies, like they just keep the same quality, and like they're yeah. awesome. They're, ma- they're making a fourth one now, so is it not a trilogy at this point? Uh, it's a trilogy now. Now it is. When okay. the fourth one comes out, it is it is a fourilogy. Yeah, seems a little tight. Di- so what would you call that? Quadilogy. Quadilogy. I don't. When know. is it coming out? Next year. Next year, I thought it was oh 2019. Yeah, right. That's next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Maddie, you know what? I think you got to be right. There is there is not a stinker among those three. All three of them oh, great. Hit, hit emotional uh, uh, highlights and and are uh, fun and funny. Yeah, and the third one's my favorite, and uh, it's you know shows how the series has progressed. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Huh. <laughs> I think she said I completely agree. All right, thank you, Maddie. And that's no, what she said is I completely agree with Steve. Yeah, she <laughs> said uh, opinions are facts when it comes to Steve. Yes. <laughs> uh, so here we go. There was uh, there were, the, also it said the the best standalone film within a trilogy huh? was also and the, oh, were they on acid when they will, put this together? You will, be, you will be absolutely surprised at what was number one. I can tell you what I believe the best standalone film in a trilogy is. Mm. The Matrix. Okay. Oh. Um, yeah. Uh, of, the other two of the, stink. Of the three movies, that yeah. was by far the best. It's a I great think. movie, followed yeah. by very substandard movies. Um, the number one, according to this uh, survey by the Just Saying Institute, uh, is Jurassic Park. That's of, the, of the three films... That one stood out as the best, and and more so than other trilogies. Yeah. Followed by very closely by Back to the Future, which I agree the first one was the most fun. Yes. I think on now a the, the, level. the others are solid. Yep, Steve, uh, I'm surprised you didn't say Godfather two uh, when you said best standalone. Here's, here's the problem. Steve and I go back and forth, and yeah. here's where where again we're right, and Preston gets on board with this and jumps on my right <laughs> because he's right too. I th- I seem as <laughs> They go back and forth. He's exactly right, and they are. They were both shot at the same time, uh. and it's the continuation of the same story. Oh, they were shot they're, at the same time. Yeah, th- yeah. They're so they're so intertwined. What do you have? It's a bag. <laughs> he's having a he's having a turkey dinner. Uh, I, I I go back and forth between which is my favorite between, and it depends on my mood or what I've exactly. seen recently. And I, they're they're both so perfect uh, that I love both of those movies. And, and yes, time. yeah, and it's it's wild as you watch it, uh, Preston. Uh, for the longest time, the uh, um, 
the nostalgia and the 40s look of the original Godfather, but then you get into the whole Cuban thing in, the, in Godfather 2, and there's just... It's brutal. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one that is not good, there are a few good moments in it, is Godfather 3. And mm-hmm. I don't, I refuse to think of that as part of a trilogy. Uh, the uh, the original Godfather came in after Back to the Future, rounding out the top three. Then it has uh, the first Die Hard. I'd go along with that. You know what? I know a lot of people crap on the second Die Hard. I love the second Die Hard. Uh, I liked it. Uh, the third one, uh, no. I wasn't the third a big one fan. was the Sam Jackson one, right? Yeah, because to me, the Die Hard movies benefit by at least a moderate sense of claustrophobia, where yeah, and you're kind of trapped in some way. And then yeah. he ended up in Russia for, I think, the fifth one. Which with was- the yeah, it was terrible. I mean, it's one of those ones, Preston, where you're like, okay, I'll take a near miss every 15, yeah. 20 minutes. Yeah. But when the entire movie is nothing but he should be dead right now. <laughs> yeah. Hold on a second. Whose son? I never saw. Bruce Willis's. Okay, because in the third movie, it was Hans's brother. Right. Who was uh, Jeremy, Jeremy Irons. Irons. And I and liked then, that and movie. Even that, then I was it was like, Franz's ah, brother. Okay. Franz's brother? Hans and Franz. Hans and Franz. <laughs> and then the fourth one had Kevin Smith in it. Uh, yeah. Kathy, you and I actually interviewed he was the, Bruce he, Willis for he that. He was ah. the, the big computer expert. When the, the, I didn't see They it. shut yeah. down the power grid. Live free or die harder? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, so um, let me ask you a question then. Does the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe work its way into this? The Marvel Universe, oh, you want to talk about consistency? So what's nope. the, the least of the movies? What would you think the least of the Marvel movies? Thor 2. Mm, well, no, I'm going to go with Hulk. the Incredible Hulk. A lot of people say that. Um, yeah, I think I'd, go, I'd agree with you on that, Steve. I, I, th- that's the one, that's one of the only ones, if I see it on, I, I skip over I saw it. The Incredible it, 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 Yeah. The first one with Eric Bana. Not that one. I'm horrible. T- yeah, I, I never even saw that. But the one with Ed Norton, yeah, I kind of, I skip over it. It's uh, better than the Eric Bana version. Yeah. Which which is fine. But there are good scenes in that movie. I mean, the, no, the scene where, where they attack him at the uh, at the college campus is, um, I love that scene. I just don't like how it ends. Like, so Liv Tyler yells, and then the Hulk and the Abomination are like, okay, you're right, we're going to stop fighting. And then that's it? Okay. Like, that's it. It's almost like it's not even real. I yeah. know, I know. But then uh, uh, Nick Fury shows up, right? And he's talking to um, William Hurt in the, yes. the post-credit uh, scene. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, hang on. A couple of calls. Let me go. Everybody's waiting. Let me go to Andrew. Andrew, you're on the air. Good morning. Morning. Sorry to bother you at work. It's okay. Oh, good, buddy. What's up? Uh, Bourne series. Absolutely phenomenal. Love Jason Bourne series because the choreography, the dra- uh, the directing, the, the dancing. <laughs> the dancing. No, the, the fight choreography <laughs> is phenomenal. Yeah. The um, Did they uh, make more than three of those? Yeah, they did. Okay. And they made one yeah. uh, without without uh, Matt Damon. With Renner. And yeah. They, that was good. I enjoyed that. Did he play Jason Bourne? Yes. Matt Damon! Yeah, I guess I meant by the fighting choreography. It's just absolutely phenomenal. Okay. I, I will tell you, when the when I saw the first nice, Bourne no, he movie... he didn't play Jason Bourne. He played somebody else. He played else. Gus Bourne. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> played just Bourne. He <laughs> <laughs> played still Bourne. Hey. Yeah, Gus. Yeah, Gus, how, are you a good fighter? I guess I'm pretty good. We need to meet. <laughs> he played uh, Aaron Cross. Yeah. Okay. Jeremy Renner did. And then uh, Matt Damon came back for the last one. We'll go to a couple other calls uh, that we may be missing. Some trilogies here. I'm going to go to Mike. Hey, Mike. Good morning. Hey, morning, man. Hey, what's up, buddy? Yeah. What about the Hannibal Lecter series? Silence of the Lambs, the original one, Oscar winner, four Oscars, all the major categories. The second one, um, I, I was okay. What was the second one? It was the what's you had, uh, right. you had Silence of the Lambs. Hannibal, and then you had Red Dragon. Yeah. So Red, Red Dragon, Dragon, Red Dragon, Dragon though, yeah. was not 
Red Dragon was, is is actually a a remake. That's the first that came before Silence of the Lambs, as far as books go. It was originally called Man or uh, the Red Dragon. It was made into a movie called Manhunter, which but is I'm great. Glad, I'm glad they remade it. I thought I thought it was pretty cool. But yeah, you could call that a trilogy. I think. Do you know what it has? Though it has in the second one it has one of the creepiest scenes, Preston, when Lecter has the top of um, Ray Liotta's, Ray Liotta's head, head off, yep. and he's feeding his him brain. his own brain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that the the book was uh, better than. Is the that film. in the book? Uh, yeah, it is. It's definitely in the book. Absolutely. What does he serve as sides in the book? Um, I, I don't potatoes are rotten, but yeah, he 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 does all kinds of weird stuff, yeah. even even more grotesque stuff in the book uh, than the than the film. But that's not bad. Uh, let me hang on a second here. Bob's been on hold for a while. Yeah. Hey, Bob. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Doing great. We're talking about Bob! the greatest uh, movie trilogies. Okay. Well, this is going way back to the campy films from the 50s. How about Creature from the Black Lagoon? The original Creature from the Black Lagoon is considered one of the uh, the universal uh, horror classics, even though it's sort of at the end. And there was the Revenge of the Creature and the Creature Walks Among Us. Right. And then the and fourth in the movie the... series, which was Steel Magnolias. <laughs> uh, well, the only thing is, if, if you look close, I think it's Revenge of the Creature. They've got Clint Eastwood's uh, uh, cinematic uh, debut. Yeah, he's in that. He's also in a movie called Tarantula when he was, a, you know, a young uh, a- actor. The original uh, creature from the Black Lagoon is is a kind of consi- it was actually considered sort of mildly pornographic because the creature was definitely looking to bang the uh, oh, yeah. the woman. It was a Beauty and the Beast kind of thing. Now the guy, yeah, he Preston. Did. Here's a fun fact for yeah, uh, James Bond that. fans: is that the guy playing um, the creature. Is the guy who did all used to do all of the underwater Thanks, filming for many Hollywood movies and did oh. it for the movie Thunderball and okay. Rico Browning. Here's here's a side tip. I read the I read the book uh, Forrest Gump, and in that Forrest is the creature from the Black Lagoon. No, I kid you not. What? Yep. He do, he does all kinds of stuff that's not in the movie. Wow. He's like he's a chess champion. He goes into space. Wait, wait, wait. How does he become the creature from the? He's, he just, he happens to be in the right. He's, he's, he's like Walter Mitty. Well, he's very big. Yeah, yeah, he happens to be the right place at the right time. Right. They needed a big guy in the suit. Yeah, he gets in the suit. He, he's the creature from the black. Oh, Lagoon. okay. So in the book, how big is he? Is he? He's, he he becomes a wrestler in the book. He's a big guy. Seven five six hundred pounds. Yeah, he's about that size. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty damn big, man. I no, want but, my goddamn ice cream. No, he's he's over. He's He's six foot something, okay. and and he's a he's a bigger guy. And the character that he that he's a wrestler is the dunce. The dunce. That's his name. Oh. He wears a big oh you know, man, like idiot cone on his head. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Can I make a quick correction on something I said? I said Nick Fury. I meant Tony Stark comes in at the end of the uh, Incredible gotcha. Hulk. So yeah, people sorry. letting you know, yeah, Nick Fury's are. in the bar though, Nick, and he's replacing the the peanuts in the <laughs> yeah. bowl. Right. Yeah. Everybody being nice about it. Though? Cameo. Who keeps <laughs> eating <laughs> all the goddamn peanuts? Yeah. Uh, I will go to, hang on, I will go to uh, Mark. Hey, Mark, good morning. Hey, how you doing there? Good, what's up, Mark? Good morning. Hey, hey listen, um, I don't know if you're still talking trilogy or series. <laughs> trilogy. This is, uh, trilogy, well, you, yeah. you, you, you Whatever. Take away the third movie of this, uh, the Alien series. Yes, so Alien is a classic, a, a, a masterpiece. Aliens is actually even a it, bit better. And, and then the the third alien uh, film annoyed the f out of me. It was uh, it takes place on that prison planet. It undoes everything that happens. All the incredible maternal stuff that happens in Aliens with her saving Newt and all yeah. of that gets completely undone in the first two minutes of Aliens Three. They're on this 
prison planet in low light where everyone is bald and you're trying to figure out who's who in the dark. Right. And it's uh, I mean, it's it's a well-made movie. It's just unentertaining. But the first two were great. The fourth one is actually agree, pretty good. Nice. The one with Winona Ryder. Hey. And then they combined it with Predator, right? Yes. Yeah. What about... And then Steel Magnolias. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about... Now, I saw uh, Prometheus, which I didn't care for. Um, how is... I, so I didn't watch Alien Covenant. Is that any good? It, it, that's, a, that's, a, that's a continuing continuation of Prometheus. I liked... <laughs> So I, I I liked them both. They're they're really well made films. Uh, I uh, I enjoyed Covenant. I think is a bit better. But there there are in Covenant, for example, Preston. They go to this planet. <laughs> These are space travelers. Mm-hmm. They land on the planet. Open up the door. Hey. Do you check the atmosphere first? What happens? They go out. The, the thing that starts to get into them is airborne. Okay. Hey, let's just go. Yeah. We have this huge, hey, I tell you what, maybe just crack the window a little bit and take a whiff. Or maybe open up the screen door first. They just go right out. Uh-huh. It's almost like it's not real. It's almost like it's not real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I will go to, all right, there's two people who want to talk about the same movie who's been on hold longest. Put them on at the same time. Uh, no. <laughs> no. I'm going to go to, I'm going to go to Ryan. Uh, Ryan, good morning. Morning. Hey, Durka, Ryan. Durka, Durka. Durka. What's up, bud? Hey, I, I want to talk about that uh, Christopher Nolan Batman: The Dark Knight Rises series. It's a great series. It's and that, what, what's your favorite? What's your favorite of the lot? Um, I would go with the first one because it's dirty, gritty, and it shows the origins of Batman. I, Batman I, Begins. I, I really love. Yeah, Batman Begins. I, I, I sort of agree. I love the Dark Knight. I think it's amazing. I think it's a masterpiece. But for sheer, I remember when I was watching Batman Begins and the fact that Christopher Nolan stepped in and added. Re- like real world elements to it, Preston. I think you, you'll agree when he's when he's learning from Ra's al Ghul and and, uh-huh. the, and the whole thing. That whole training stuff is great. I think you could take the Dark Knight. You could even extract any of the the superhero elements from it, and it still plays like an incredibly gritty dark crime drama. Yeah, you know that, that's that's how good it is. I know you love Affleck, obviously, Steve, as, as Batman, but I, uh, as far as like. Movie cinematography and, and storytelling; those are my favorites. There, you, uh, there's a complete case for that. I, I, as far as the films themselves, yeah. As far as my favorite style of Batman, you know, the Frank Miller, Ben Affleck Batman. I'm gonna and go remember. To, I'm always right. I'm gonna go to Derek. Hey, Derek. Good morning. Wee! Guess what I get to do? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Derek. You wanted to weigh in on a series? Go ahead. Uh, what about Rocky? Rocky. Hmm. Rocky is an interesting case. Like, there's six movies. Yeah. It's yeah. a sixology. Well, yeah. And then Creed. Well, well, for me, it was more like for the standalone movie. I mean, like, you got, uh, obviously, how he uh, beat Apollo Creed in the first one. The Don't movie. give it away! Wait, he did. He, he, he did. He, did. he, he loses. Did. Go back yeah. to school. Yeah. So, I was Thank- thinking more of the Rocky. Did I win? Uh, no. What? Well... Derek says you want. Then, Adrian, I don't need you. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to upgrade substantially. Thank you, Derek. Uh, the first, uh, in that series, Preston, I think you'll agree with me, the original Rocky and Rocky Balboa. Yeah, we and do that, agree that any, on that. Yeah, they're, they're just great. I loved Rocky and, Balboa. And for people who are dismissive of the original Rocky, you know, remember that it was just it was a return to old-style 
filmmaking, the story is just as simple and as sweet and as well executed as, you, as hey, could possibly be done. And we all loved the new Creed uh, trailer. Oh, my God, looks yeah. Great. It and looks great. And I liked that first movie. I thought it was really well done. It's really well done, and yeah. I'm not a big fan of the the, the Rocky and Russia. Though they make fun, there's fun moments in I it. I love, but, that but movie. it looks like they're taking that, running with it. Didn't he tell a knock knock joke when he was in <laughs> uh, in Russia? Knock, knock. Who's there? Banana. <laughs> I want to get to the jazz first and then explain the joke later to get to the other side. That's why the chicken crossed the road. It's the Rocky yeah, style, Rocky of style comedy. comedy. Yeah, punchline. Right. Don't, don't, le- don't leave them waiting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't leave them wanting any. <laughs> no, to see uh, Drago and, and Rocky on the screen at the same time again, is, that's pretty badass. Yeah. Uh, so here's here's some more stats uh, from the and by the way the, a few of the other uh, titles that were mentioned were uh, Men in Black series. Uh, I, I really oh I'm, I'm sorry uh, standalone. Uh, What's this? Conversely, the worst standalone films in a trilogy were voted to be Men in Black Three and Back to the Future Part Three. Back to the Future Part Three isn't a terrible movie. It's got like moments. It. It's it's yeah. it, I think it's solid. It's got ZZ Top in it. <clears throat> oh my god. That I actually cringe when, the, when, when they pop up and then yeah. the guitars rotate. Yeah. Oh, come on. I love it. Do you know it's a funny, though, sequence <laughs> in A Million Ways to Die in the West? Uh-uh. You remember that? When no. it, <clears throat> oh, oh, with uh, uh, the, the Seth guy. Right. Yeah, yeah. He comes across Doc in the, uh, they, they do a tie-in to Back to the Future 3. Really? Where, yes. It's okay. a little homage. Uh, so only 15% of respondents reported that they'd feel disappointed if they heard that, uh, Heard what that, that news, the Earth had been destroyed by aliens. Out of fear, it might not live up to the original. Meaning the second film. All right. Uh, and this is this dumb. makes no sense. This is dumb. But uh, when it comes to the sequel versus prequel debate, nearly twice as many respondents said they'd rather a film uh, that they like get a sequel over a prequel. Yeah, I can agree. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I, although I think it's kind of fun to go back and there, explore what might there have been good beforehand. prequels. Yeah. 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 All right, anyhow, this has been from the Just Saying Institute. You know, we should, best we films a lot. in a trilogy. What? We should mention, uh, because a lot of people are texting in, uh, potential for one of the greatest trilogies of all time is uh, my M. Night Shyamalan's um, Split, oh. Unbreakable, and, and Glass. So and, if you go from, um, yeah, wow. Unbreakable, which is phenomenal. And nobody even knew that that was a potential trilogy until uh, the second one came Do out. Do you remember? Split was an awesome it's surprise. Great. In that last, yeah. And those last three minutes oh, of Split? Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I defecated so hard there was a high-pitched whistle. I was in the movie theater. I went to see it by myself. You crapped in the theater? And I went to it late in its run. And so... <laughs> what? What's the that slide was, whistle? That was Steve. Okay. Anyway, so I'm, I'm in the theater. I'm by myself. And there's just a handful of people because it was late in the movie's run. <laughs> right, yeah. And the scene happens. And when I realized what was going on, I go... Yes! <laughs> I said it out loud. And two people turn around and look at me like, what just happened here? Because I guess they didn't put the connection together. Yeah, right, yeah. Because they were still in the diner and they hadn't shown who it was, but I knew it was coming. Right, right, like, yeah. Yes, he did it! <laughs> so, really excited for the, the third one to come out. January. That, that does have the potential. Yeah. You're right. And we're just excited that Knight has invited us over to see a special screening in his house. <laughs> <laughs> What's new? Glad you asked. Thrice. Shine now.
Papa Roach. New music, more of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WNMR. Uh, anybody besides Marissa have sex over the weekend? No. What? No. Well, she's the only single one here. She's <laughs> having more sex than we are. I mean, we're married. Crying out loud. Happen. I'm not yeah. married. I'm, I'm oh, yeah. sorry. You're right. You're in a committed relationship. And I'm having sex. Hey, good for you. Yeah. Just not with each other. I'm kidding. No. I have no idea if Marissa had sex. Oh, oh that, that. yes, I had sex. You did? Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, the reason I ask, and I didn't this particular weekend. Yes. Just well, too busy. Uh, Tiger was winning a tournament. Yeah. <laughs> you had to pay attention. Priority. <laughs> <laughs> it's history. Um, four in ten Americans have a pre-sex ritual, according to a new research. Uh, uh, the, the new research that was conducted. Shower, clean everything. Right? Is that the, yeah? That's is maybe that part of the ritual. Oh, that's, Actually, that's, yeah. that's basic. Mine is much more elaborate. Oh yeah, I'm Pre- hooking up the, uh, the, the 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 pantyhose. The whole... <laughs> You gotta hang the thing from the ceiling. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the swing. Yeah, a silk handkerchief around the uh, yeah the coat hanger in the closet. Yeah, the whole yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a lot involved. Yeah, it takes a good twenty yeah. minutes. To... Uh, it takes a lot to become Stephanie. <laughs> uh, a study into the pre and post sex behaviors of two thousand Americans found that thirty eight percent have a routine uh, that they do each and every time that they do the deed. To Kathy's point, though, I believe you need to be clean. clean. <laughs> and and I cannot get into sex if I have to know that every bit of me could could pass the sniff test. So I have to be clean, man. But there's some... sniff test. Yes, I right? agree. Yeah. But there is there. Don't you think there's something to 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 the smell of poop? To dirty no, sex. No, no. To dirty Ew. sex. Yes. No, dirty no, sex. Peter. If you're completely clean. To raw. No. I'm sweaty and let's Ugh. get together. And I got rub our... my nose. Hold on to the hair in my ears. I'm gonna really do <laughs> hard. Only if. Only if. Feel that? Those are my dingleberries. Yeah. Only if there's no foreplay. Okay, yes. Right? Yeah. Down and dirty. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The romance, anything the romantic, involves, yes. Anything that involves the mouth. If there's a mouth and involved, then there's a and shower and, and a toothbrush involved. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, also I, the, new, the nose. The nose is a big thing. I agree with you on that. Yep. But if you've both been outside doing some yard work yeah. or something, you're Replacing already... that septic tank. Oh, yeah. If one is sweaty and gross mm-hmm. and the other one is clean, that doesn't no. work. No, no. Both that have work. to be... Yeah. Yeah, you both have to have just been, you know, boxing or something. Though given druther, <laughs> by druthers, clean, smells nice. Right, Kathy? <laughs> yes. Uh, by uh, drop cloths. <laughs> First thing I thought of. <laughs> that was what a great... are they laughing at? They, they were boxing. Yeah. Yeah. They were boxing. boxing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You, and your, you and your wife will go nine or ten rounds right. you know, sparring in the basement. Sure. I feel so horny now. <laughs> when you drop me in the fifth, it got turned on. So, so the main aim of pre-sex ritual is not to be clean, according to this study. It is to build confidence and add enjoyment to the activity. That's according to 64% well, If you want to build confidence, do, do long math. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Long division. Long and so division. Forth. Yeah. However, the justifications for pre-sex activity differ between men and women. Three, huh. three and five women prioritize concern about the way they look, admitting that they partake in certain behaviors prior to having sex because they don't want to feel self-conscious. And what motivates men during the act of sex? The other hand, men are more likely to partake in certain pre-sex traditions so that they feel more. 
confident about their performance. Okay. And 58% naming this as the biggest drive. So they want to feel confident that they can see as you said, as you said many times, we we have the performance. Uh, that the responsibility. We are the circus, uh, and the circus doesn't happen. The tent doesn't go up if the pole doesn't it's go exactly. If and, uh, the pole yeah. isn't there. If you don't yeah. get an erection, is what we're saying. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> no boner, was, no boning. Yeah, I was exactly. Being <laughs> yeah. you know going the roundabout way, yeah. but I understand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, so, the direct approach. No vendor, no churro. <laughs> What is? What I don't know what that I means. No Costco, no churro. No, that's true. Yeah, I'll tell you this though. The place you can find a hot no churro spoon, around no here. Soup. I can understand how. Uh, <laughs> well, the, the performance is that is a big anxiety. Yeah. You know, and, and and that's that's a thing. You you want to make sure that you're ready to go. I also believe though you should be clean while you're. Building up your confidence. It was interesting to hear that uh, the women are concerned about the appearance because, of course, they are. That makes sense. But it's funny when thinking about sexual encounters uh, because the appearance initially matters, and then about twelve seconds in, you're like, uh, you don't really care what that person looks like sure. anymore. You know, like you're not, you're nowhere near their face. <laughs> yeah, things are going right. <laughs> so they- I'm sorry, what was that? <laughs> So it says that uh, talking about performance and so forth being the biggest driver says that's that might be why fifteen percent of Americans. Always eat certain foods before having sex. Do you have, or you know, as the old thing goes, the aphrodisiacs, the oysters, the the things that um, add to your virility? <laughs> Me, never. yeah, I never I, have, I never have in my life ever considered about eating anything I've have, having to do with with the the sexual. Encounter. I will What's make. A, go ahead. Well, I have a question about. All right, so when you eat asparagus, like pretty much the next time you take a whiz, it's gonna it's gonna stink, right? right. And I've heard this thing about um, pineapple. Pineapple. Yeah. How immediate is that pineapple to? I, what, what, I don't even know. If that's what is the rumor? Okay. So, a longevity? No, no. No. It has to do with flavor. Oh. Okay. About, okay. Yeah. All right. You if, eat pineapple? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never heard that. No. All right, baby. I'm going to rock your world, <laughs> Kathy. You would. Okay. So if a guy eats pineapple, right, right, right. I got you. Then the the soft yogurt is is a pineapple flavored. Right. 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 So okay. apparently that's. I, case I don't believe it. What, it for a what if you eat Jimmy's? Rainbow? I don't I know. I have no idea. It's like, a, yeah. Um, right, so, so anyway. Okay, me, besides me, that, nonsense. Let me continue on, on with these stats. It says that uh, certain foods for sex with chocolate, pineapples, uh-huh. bananas, watermelon, and oysters, the top five in oysters. Oysters being an aphrodisiac, right. supposedly. Right. Uh, yeah, watermelon, I don't know. Nick. I'm not really sure. <laughs> Stallone eats a lot of watermelon, I know that. Does he? Yeah. Does he? What's yeah, because it's 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 um it's a low it fills you up, but it's not super high in calories. Oh, okay. Well, that's the way it is. I didn't know. <laughs> well I get it now without seed. It is yummy. Mickey! There's no seeds in this and it's watermelon. Yeah, they even most of the watermelons you get at the grocery store are seedless now. now, yeah. yeah it's incredible. Or they're so small, you can actually you can't swallow. even like a rumor. Yeah, right. So. Uh, doing the right thing, things before sex is clearly important to the majority. Making sure that uh, things are perfect before intimacy was crucial for more than half of the Americans studied. Do you create a mood? Do you, uh, in other words, do you make sure everything is is just so? You know, I mean, you also you have you have. Kids in the house. We too. are at a place in our life yeah. where you literally look at the clock and go, "How much time?" Do You're running gun, and and yeah, it, it used to be 
seductive and petting and kissing as we slowly take yeah. clothes off. It's like, do we have time? Yes. Boom. Yeah. Naked in the bed. It's like the now, scene in The Accused. Yeah. Now, it's not that there, no. Yeah. It's not that there isn't foreplay involved. There certainly is. But as far as like the clothes coming okay. off one yeah. at a time, that's been gone for ages. All right. So we yeah. went from this to this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that musically, sonically, <laughs> that's a perfect way to put it. Okay. Has that lent itself to, uh, is there a certain excitement in that fact that you're, let's go do it. Let's, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, definitely. Let's go do it in front of them. I think it's kind of fun. <laughs> uh, and we have to, you know, we have to make a kind of a verbal agreement yeah. a little bit ahead of time. No like, screaming. Like early, no, like oh. earlier in the day as far as uh, what's going on today. Oh, you want to, you know, yeah. some sexy time? <laughs> What are you talking about, mommy and daddy? Nothing. We like making sounds. Shut up. So here are the here are the ten top ten pre rituals. All right. Uh, so with Casey Kasem. Yeah, I'll start with number ten. Prior to Coitus, and uh, we'll start with ten. Light a candle. Don't forget to blow the candle out. <laughs> yeah. Are you candle people? No. Light a candle. Number 10. At number 10, light a candle. No, as a matter of fact. And pray to God you can get a boner. As <laughs> a matter of fact, just make sure that no yeah. candles are lit, if anything, right? What right. are you talking about? Make sure, okay, hey, did you unplug the hair dryer? Did you, <laughs> uh, did you blow out the candles? Yeah, is the candles In off? my house, uh, the, post, the pre-sex ritual is turn on your hair dryer. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you kind of look sexy. Yeah. What All is right. that about? Kathy, you'll like this one. Number nine. At number nine. Yeah. Get clean. Floss your teeth. Uh, no. Floss? Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. taking it a bit far. <laughs> well, why not? Why not you wanna, yeah. How about brushing your teeth? Or just a, uh, yeah. Why not whiten your teeth? I don't need to, I don't need to worry about the gum hygiene. <laughs> how about, how about zoom, zoom whitening? Yeah. Zoom whitening. <laughs> hey, I'm in. You yeah. got that thing holding it on. You got that thing holding it on. I am so horny for you. I think I have one of them. I'm so horny. I mean, flossing is important, but not before sex, right? I, I think it's a little Nick? elaborate. Nick, <laughs> do you want clean teeth or not? Yes. You can brush your teeth and still get the desired result. Yeah, you, you. you really could. I'm okay with Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that's uh, hang on a second, honey. <laughs> I'll be right in. Hang on. Five minutes. Five minutes. Five minutes. How, how many? Five. <laughs> I'm flossing. Flossing? <laughs> Five minutes of like that. Where'd I get Munson? Where'd I get Munson? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Hang on. I got to take this out. No. It's, so, it's so, I mean, Let's see if we can brush your it. teeth. And you know what? And also no. a little mouthwash. No. Hang on. I'm working my way up the list. Right. I'm working just, his way up the list. We're just at flossing teeth. We're just at flossing. There's more mouth stuff to come. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> I got a party. Number eight is... You just made a mess in my mouth. <laughs> Number eight is put on lingerie. Ooh. Why am I going to put on lingerie? Do I look good in this? <laughs> I, look, I think I look a little hippie. Yeah, but like you mentioned, Preston, you don't have much time. You don't, There's no time to put on lingerie. I think this is for people who have time. Uh, yeah, this is for people who have Singles? time. Kathy, yeah. let me see. One, two, three, four, five. Like, the next ones are all for you. Okay, okay well, let me ask you something, Kathy. My line of thinking is, it can be nice, but it's coming off fairly quickly. So lingerie, you know. I've always hated lingerie. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you don't. You've told definitely. Yeah, you don't care. For, I I think in the uh, in the come hither, I'm ready for sex. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> from down the hall. I think she's ready. <laughs> I think in the enticing process that all of a sudden, boom! You just come in. You got your you got your briefcase, and you're you know the door closes. Um, <laughs> to uh, to basically advertise that it is now time for sex. Right. I think that, that lingerie can be a, a wonderful signal to send. All right, number seven is change the bed sheets. Before? After. Yeah. After. Because it looks dirty. It, look, it looks like a Jackson Pollock. Yeah. This is pre-sex. Don't you want a clean bed to get into? No, the bed is pre- is a, I have a clean mm-hmm. bed. It's ready to go. I yeah. think you stri- I, it's okay to straighten it out a little bit, make it look nice and Well, do you want to make sure, sure that you have the rubber sheets down so nothing seeps through yeah. into the mattress, yeah. Kathy? <laughs> yeah, right. I would say, no, I would definitely say she- change the sheets after. I'm with you, Steve. <laughs> God, you I don't go. even know you. I think what this means is... This is not like right when it's about to happen. Let's this say you're having a, a date. It's going to end up back at your place. You think that it's going to go there. Right. You're going to okay, change okay, the bed okay, sheets. Okay. Make sure that the bed uh, is clean. Okay. Well, so you have you have you're going to you believe you're going to have an encounter that yeah. night. You prep. Yeah, we're, we're viewing I, it as someone in a long term relationship. This is something that maybe it's going to happen. Yeah, I okay. think that this right. is more along yes. those lines. So right. I was I was thinking more immediate, and this is a little bit. You have a little bit more prep time. Right. Okay. Number six is put on clean underwear. Number six. At number six, remove those skid marks and put on clean underwear. Correct. Uh, number five is... Throw use... those poo-poo dities in the hamper. Uh, number five is use mouthwash. Okay. On your underwear? <clears throat> sure. <laughs> Anything For the sake of argument, let's, sure. let's say that. Uh, number four, shave. Number four. At number four, yeah, shave. Definitely. Yeah, I've had, uh, when you have a, a, a fairly um, passionate make-out session... Um, you have to be mindful of, like, my, my wife's, you know, you, you get, like, a super red chin and everything. Yeah. But the case, we were just talking about Friction. That. We were just talking about that. My wife doesn't, she doesn't like the way my mustache feels, but she doesn't like the way my I, my face looks without the mustache. So she's conflicted. She likes <clears throat> she likes the, the shadowy sort of um, look that I have. So Pat she loves and, looking at you, but yeah. making love to another man. Right. Yeah. <laughs> when, I, when, I, <clears throat> when I first grew the beard and mustache, I remember, you know, kissing my wife and I felt kind of bad about it. Like, oh my God, she's getting all that hair. What was her reaction? She never okay. never bothered her. Gosh damn, I hate this and I hate him. As well, far as I know. If you remember, uh, it was a Bill Clement when we had his uh, yeah. shaved his mustache and yeah. his wife was like, oh man, apparently she loved the way it felt. Ooh. Okay, well there you go. That's a mustache ride, don't they call it? It can tickle certain yeah. parts. Uh, number three, Go to the bathroom. <laughs> now, that would be right before. I would that's imagine. what R. Kelly says. Yeah. Well, that's during for him. Uh, number two. At number two. Well, well concerning number three, uh, Preston. Yes. Um, yeah, well. I mean, have if you, you have to pee, <laughs> when you yeah, say you that. Go, you but, definitely want to go right But before. everything shuts off your, when you're. It can yes. still be uncomfortable. It can still be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yes. If you got a full bladder. Yep. Yeah, so, yeah, so that's why, like, I, I think last week or a couple of weeks ago, you were talking about morning morning sex and how great that is. I'm like, yeah, but I kind of really have to go in the morning. So, like, I got to go take care of that before yes. I can take care of anything. The AM bullet is what yes. it's referred with, to. Uh, with, the, with the morning encounters, um, do you take the time and courtesy to get up and brush your teeth or do you just stay in bed? Uh, it depends. Yeah. Okay. My my morning mouth is actually pretty uh, clean <laughs> because I... I um, Your wife's I, lucky because uh, mine, mine is not. I'll make out with you. Okay. <laughs> the the um 
Before I go to bed, I use a uh, mouthwash. Do you? Yeah. yeah. That uh, does not mean that you have good breath in the morning. It does? No. It does I because my pillow is made out of Mentos. <laughs> I love yeah. you, Steve, but no, your breath stinks in the morning, even though I've it never do, smelled it. Does it does not. It may, it may be not its best, but it's not. it doesn't smell like, you know, uh, uh, death. It's it's okay. You'd have to get Claire's opinion on that. Yeah. Because yeah. no one can tell what their own breath yeah. is like. Uh, so number two is brush your teeth. So brush you your go. teeth is an obvious. Pre-sex ritual. So that, yes. I think that makes uh, sense. And then Kathy, number one is to uh, take a shower. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So uh, and not just take a comprehensive yeah. every nook and cranny <laughs> shower. Clean everything. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hard. <laughs> With emery cloth. All right, so how about the, uh, would you like the post rituals? Oh, yeah. So that was pre. Yep, that was pre. Okay. All right. Now, after the act is complete. Uh, After the act is complete, number 10, this is according to the study that was done. Apologize. uh, uh, At number 10, no, uh, go on social media. (laughs) What? Mm Mm-hmm. To do this, this is something you should do. That's this is what they say. This is what no, people this is do. What people oh, what they do. do. Yeah. What you yeah. should do. It's up to you. But, oh, oh. but this, this is, is what, what people do. Not not advice. Yeah. Okay. I got it now. Yeah. This is what uh, according mm-hmm. to the the research that was done. I, I misunderstood. Uh, number uh, ten is go on social media. This is the Just Saying Institute, right? From the Just Saying <laughs> Institute. Number nine is order takeout. Okay. You do get hungry. Let me ask you how, because I uh, I get famished. Yeah. Uh, do do you as well? Do you guys, gals? It wasn't until that Seinfeld episode where um, uh, George is eating a sandwich yeah. while, while <laughs> in the act that I that I like I was like, oh, I'm not alone. Uh, you know what I mean? Like I was like, yeah. I do you know it's like, a wonderful if- thing? And I had it. We had it installed over the the master bedroom. It's a um, it's a spinning rotisserie chicken uh, <gasps> skewer. So so that. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it in act. In the act, oh, you can wow. just lean forward and start chewing. It's amazing. Which, by the way, these are things on this list that people said they do, like, every time. Every time. That's what they go right to. So. Go on social media. Wow. Yep. Uh, number nine, order takeout. Number eight, make food. So get up and make something to eat. No. Uh, no? <laughs> I don't know how to make anything. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Guppies. Yeah. Yes, we just completed the act, and I would like some stew. Yeah. Really has nothing to do with sex, guys. Yeah. It's just anti-making food. Yeah. Number seven, have deep, meaningful conversations. Wow, that's that not number awesome. ten? Mm-hmm. I don't feel fulfilled by your lovemaking. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Let me go uh, order some food. Uh, number six on the post-sex rituals. Number six is nothing. Just lay there. Why aren't you moving? <laughs> I like that one. Uh, do you talk? Do you just, just do you, even if you're getting smacked in the face? Do you uh, just rest wake up uh, for a little bit there? Uh, number five is spoon. Mm. Do you yeah. like the spoon? That was quick and easy. No, I, I never have. I, I mean, I, uh, I don't like. Yeah, uh, I don't. I, 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 yeah, I don't either. I like spooning. If my clothes, I like are sporking. On, I like. It I better. like sporking as well. Uh, I mean, we just spooned. Yeah. So I mean, spooned we don't hard. Need to spoon anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number. Four, I spoon the hell out of you. Uh, number four is get dressed. Yeah. Uh, you, are you, well, you have to, you have to get quick you, in your situation. You say yeah. you're under the, the time constraint. Usually. Yeah. yeah. You probably have like the Chippendales tearaway pants. I <laughs> <laughs> like that. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. Uh, number three is drink some water. I'm going to go drink some water now. <laughs> well, you go do that. 
I could see that being one of the first yeah. things. If you have some water on the nightstand ready to go. Yeah. Would you like well, some water, water too? Sip, you know? I have two cups. Yeah. <laughs> a courteous lover will bring the water to the bedroom as well. No, a very courteous lover will have a Brita water filter <laughs> right there. <laughs> with water the yes. yeah, like with little bottle. pieces of um, lemon in it. Uh, number two is watch some TV or a movie. Do you like Duck Dynasty? <laughs> I was thinking of putting it on while we drink water. Usually the TV's on anyway. You got to drown out the sounds. Do you like Do you Thank like you. Zach Baggins? We we put on we put the TV on. Yeah. Do you? Uh, yeah. When when people are home. Okay. Uh, and then we'll turn it up. And it has to be something that we are absolutely positively not interested in whatsoever. Right. Right. Because yeah. you Ooh, might Panthers. actually start yeah. paying attention to it. Yep. Uh, oh, that. dude. I love this scene. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I exactly. love this scene. Oh, I love this. It's when he, oh. gets, he comes through the tunnel. Like, Steve, imagine a Marvel movie on. Why It's, it's not no, going to work. It's not going to work. Uh, now, we've never had to deal with it because the animals are the only people that are going to, you know, they're, they're not the people. Yeah, you, you don't have to cats. We don't have to worry about kids bursting in. So um, we'll, we'll yeah. put something on. And, you know, I'm not a big, I'm not a big sports watcher. So yeah. we'll put, like, some game on and crank it up really. Yep. <laughs> Mom and Dad, watch the Eagles. second. <laughs> <laughs> I got to know right now. Uh, so that is number two. And then number one on the post-sex rituals survey that was and done. number one. By the Just Saying Institute From is the Just Saying Institute. Cuddling. Oh. No. Cuddling, uh, listen, yeah, if you've had a good maybe. moment in the whole thing, yes, absolutely. I, I do, I, I love. I guess, okay. The lead so, up. Wait a minute. <laughs> I will take this back. It all depends on the scenario. So, like, uh, at the beginning of... When we had our vacation this yes. year in uh, in July. You probably cuddled a lot. Shell and I went to, into the city and we got a hotel room. We just did a night in the city and had dinner. And We're going to go know, cuddle. All, well, after we banged, after we made love, <laughs> we laid in bed and, and uh, held each other for a while because we got to. We didn't have to go anywhere or do anything. It was awesome. So, yeah. yes, I have to say yeah. yes, that cuddling would be a good thing. I just don't know. Uh, getting a towel is not on this list at all. <laughs> Agreed, because that is that's mm-hmm. the first thing we do. Yep, that is absolutely no longer a concern for me. The very first thing. Yes, you have no cleanup. All you have to do. Yes, all you have to do is have prostate well, cancer. Well, there's a little bit. Well, there's some from well, not okay. the well, right. from her. But you know, Kathy, we use um, we use sacrete as well, <laughs> so that we have to sweep that up. Okay. But actually, we a lot use cornstarch, cornstarch, and a little Cairo syrup. <laughs> But Nick, you said a courteous lover will, you know, bring water to the bedroom. I often will make sure that there's a bottle of water and a towel right and paste. there. <laughs> yes. That's a good thing. Yeah. Listen, yeah. I brought. I was paste. a Boy Scout. I was always prepared. You paste, know construction paper, and sparklies. Here's some matches. <laughs> I'd like you do me a favor and make an art project that depicts how you feel about our lovemaking. <laughs> yeah, Casey, you're right. There are number text coming up that says, "What about get a towel?" Yep. Where is their wipe off on this list? Well, that's what the that's what the curtains are for. Yeah, and and here these people put on the Weather Channel when they uh, interesting. Oh, there you go. Okay. That's a good one. All right, so uh, and then I have uh, a couple of other things from this same uh, Jocene Institute research that was done from the Jocene Institute. The five sex worries for men and the five sex worries for women. I wonder if there are any that uh, intersect. Yeah, there are because number five on the list for men. Yes. Is uh, that I don't smell bad. There we go. I, I am very conscious of that. I put deodorant on top of my deodorant. Uh, number four is finding a good rhythm with my partner. Won't you come home, Bill Bailey? Won't you come home? That's what you do it to? Yeah, that's what I do, yeah. 
<laughs> it's been a long time. It's old school. Come on. Uh, that is, that's way old school. <laughs> yeah, three, four. Yeah. That's who I was raised on that. Uh, uh, the songs of Rudy Valley. <laughs> no wonder. Love. No wonder you ended up the way you are. <laughs> <laughs> Number three is uh, maintaining. Yeah. You know. A fist. Not a fist. I oh, was, oh, doing, oh, oh, I was doing yeah. that as, as a euphemism. <laughs> For those in the studio. I can't make a fist tonight. <laughs> I'm surprised that's not number one. Make it for, a fist? No. no. Maintaining. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> this is the rhythm that Steve gets that's into. That's it. That's the rhythm. This is Rudy Valley. That's okay. A good, that's a good rhythm press. If you think about it. Right? Yeah. Two. Three. The hard part is while you're doing that and still doing the Charleston. It's very hard. (laughs) Uh, All right. So maintaining is number three. Yes. Uh, Number two, how long I can last. Yeah. Yes. That's always, yes. There have been times where, you know, you feel like you deserve a gold medal and other times when you're, you know. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so I'm so sorry. Yeah. I just gonna go cry now. I didn't make you feel so good. <laughs> I did not give you a <laughs> I'm not gonna make you feel very good. What I was made, that? I made you feel so good for me. I made you feel very good. And alone. <laughs> I made you feel kinda good. I'm gonna make you feel so frustrated. <laughs> I'm gonna make you feel pretty good for about twenty seconds. I'm gonna make you feel good when I walk out of the room and promise never to come back. <laughs> okay. Top five sex worries for men. Number one, uh, pleasing my partner. Yes. In, yeah. In front of me. No. <laughs> no. Wait till I get my time. I'm sitting here with this camera. It's my old Betamax, by the way. It still works like a charm. Sony had a humding of a product here, but you know, VHS, and then the rest is history. No, number one is pleasing my partner. Pleasing my partner. That is, yeah. You want honesty. And I say this to guys, um, you know, who uh, unsolicited many times, I just break into people's houses to tell them. Mm. Um, Please make sure that your partner is is taken care of. Uh, So the women's women's. sex worries are nearly identical to men, not in the order. Okay. Similar things, but different priorities. Do you want to try to price this right this, Kathy, and pick the order? (laughs) Well, there's one that's different. And it's number five, which is uh, having to use the bathroom in the middle of it. That's one of the worries, that you might have to go to the bathroom in the in, middle of the act. In the middle? Yeah. I mean, that's why you should go before. Exactly. Take a big, hairy one. No, I don't think that's what Would you excuse me? I have to go take a big, hairy dump. All right, so the Wait rest for me. Uh, the rest of them are uh, similar. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to have... Sounds good in there. I'm not going to have Kathy guess because number one is completely different. Uh, from the All right. So, so number four is finding a good rhythm with my partner. Won't you come home, Bill Bailey? <laughs> Which was... Jesus. <laughs> you know you would think you were sleeping with a serial killer if he put yeah. that on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 oh, my God. I just God. want to set the mood for a moment. It's like Jeepers Creepers. Wait, get those eyes. <laughs> All right, so. All right, find a good rhythm. Number three, that I don't smell bad. I um, that that's a, a mortal fear for me. 
Yeah, it is. Yes, I do not. Li- I, I, I you want like being to. Clean. I want to be clean, and I want people to. I want people to go. Gosh, diggity dang it! That was a pleasant smell. God. I don't. I, no, it doesn't. I, no. I guarantee you, you're clean enough. You don't have to worry about it. As am I. Uh, well, I don't worry about it, so it's, it yeah. doesn't bother me. Number two is pleasing my partner, which is number one for men. Okay, but number one for women, their worries, according to this study of uh, sex worries, are. What my body looks like. Oh yeah, it really. Wow. Yeah, why not? Of course. Mm. It doesn't matter. How selfish is that? Selfish. It's not selfish. Yeah. No, I, I no, think I think it's you. I think. Oh, for you. Well, okay. not you. That was, that'd be great. I think. They, <laughs> yeah, for others. I mean, he stinks. No, but, yeah, totally. Not. Oh, do I? Do I look okay? But you want to look okay for your partner. I think okay. that's what it's about. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it just says what my body looks like. So you I, want to make sure you want to feel attractive. Yeah, totally. Now, right? Is this list I'm sorry, I forget. So then it's about what she feels. Mm. She wants to feel attractive. Uh, well, she me, wants to feel for, attractive for to her. For me, it's her, yeah. for yeah, for yeah. my partner. Like I want yeah, I don't want to look like a disgusting slob, basically. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Putting your dental dam. Just clear this. Yeah, yeah that's good. Hot. Oh. <laughs> Hold on, I'm whitening with, my teeth. With yeah. your hot teeth. Oh, my God. Uh, so, anyhow, that's, that's according to this study. There's there's a bunch of other things that are on here uh, that people do before and after. and um, But a lot of it has to do with uh, pleasing the other person and making sure that everybody has a good time. Is, is everybody any, having a good time? Yeah. Does, yeah. Is rock cleaning on that? Uh, no. You know, the uh, rock polishing? Rock polishing. Little, yeah, yeah. You like to do that immediately after or before? <laughs> watch they're gonna be really shiny kind of sets the tone uh it's so- interesting though how yeah. you know listen um and a lot of this stuff can just get in the way and and mentally tear you down and you know, a lot of times we let this stuff get to us it's, it's human nature you know yep so this is uh apparently four in uh, 10 americans have a, huh. a pre-ritual uh, according to the uh, study that was done uh for through 2000 uh, americans that were surveyed by this so uh, and it's, uh, yeah, it says it was a study con- <laughs> conducted by one, one poll, which is a, it's not a single poll. That's the name of the place. One, and it's not P-O-L-E either. It's P-O-L-L. <laughs> one poll. Yeah, take one poll. Uh, and also pure romance. So they looked into the habits of, uh, Americans and found that. So interesting. Just thought it was a bit of an eye opener this morning as you're headed into the, uh, the week or maybe you're, uh, you know, reminiscing about what occurred over the weekend. Yes. More of the Preston and Steve Show podcast after this. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. Uh, Let's begin with this jewel of a story. A 400-plus-pound man, a passenger, forced flight attendants to strip him in a bathroom and wipe his butt as he allegedly moaned with pleasure during a long-haul flight. So here's what I do at that point. I break into the cockpit and I force the plane down. (laughs) Yeah. I just crash into a mountain. There's no way on God's green earth I would do that for my job. Wait till you hear the details of this. The flight attendant said the large customer, who is thought to be American, made her and her colleagues undress him in a lavatory and clean his rear end, asking staff to, quote, Go deeper. Oh how can you? God. How can you make someone Sam, do that? Yeah. How, why? There's, there's the no. Staff- there's no law that 
that c- c- compels you to do that. If you guys made me scrub you down, I'd just say no. No! Well, I, I would kill myself before I did that. This is a trip from the U.S. to Taiwan. It was on a, uh, a, a Taiwan airline. So the... Taiwan Airlines, where we'll wipe your ass for you. The incident took place during a flight from Los Angeles to Taiwan's uh, Taiwan Airport on Saturday with a passenger yet to be named. Uh, the stewardess named only as her last name of Quo, who was also the chief purser on the flight, said in a press conference that her crew helped to pull down the passenger's pants and wipe his butt after he finished relieving himself. The press conference was held by the flight attendants union in a bid to get Eva Air, which currently only employs female cabin crew, to start hiring male stewards. Quo said the passenger, 440 pounds, boarded the plane in a wheelchair and requested to be given three adjoining seats in economy class due to his size. As the flight was not full, he was granted his request, which later allegedly escalated into a demand to use the plane's business class lavatory because he would not fit in the economy cubicle. She says the passenger claimed an injury to his right hand prevented him from fully undressing himself in order to use the lavatory. He therefore asked the cabin crew to pull down his pants in order for him to successfully relieve himself. This is making me angry. Quo said, I told him that we couldn't help him, but he started yelling. He told me to go in there and immediately and threaten to relieve himself on the floor. Do it. As, As the passenger's genitals were now exposed, she said one of my colleagues brought a blanket, which I used to cover his modesty. But he very angrily slapped my hand away, saying that he didn't want it and only wanted me to remove his underwear so he could use the toilet. After granting his request, they were left further traumatized when the man called them into the cubicle again uh, in order to wipe his backside. Quo's chief attendant reluctantly agreed. Explain. He looks like pudding. (laughs) (laughs) I knew knew he looked like that guy. (laughs) I will be Fellas Cheesecake Factory. Quo's chief attendant reluctantly agreed, explaining that... I'm they, a glad issue. They did. <laughs> My glands aren't working properly. They did not want to leave... In many ways, it's like pudding. They explained that they did not want to leave the low passenger trapped in the lavatory. If he... Had, listen, as you're going through the story, Preston, had he been pleasant... Had he been, listen, I'm so sorry, even that, but he's being a dick. However, the flight attendant's discomfort then turned to humiliation when he allegedly began moaning in apparent pleasure as the chief attendant wiped his butt while wearing three pairs of latex gloves. Quo, who was holding on to the passenger to keep keep him steady, recalled that he said, oh, mm, deeper, deeper. Oh, my God. And then accused my chief attendant of not properly cleaning his backside, requesting that she do it again. So I would go back into the, if I were the, the, the steward or stewardess in this case, I would go back in, tell everyone that the oxygen masks are going to come down, mm-hmm. and, 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 and then you just open up the door. So Quo said that the attendant repeated the action three times before leaving, at which point the passenger oh said, God. you can pull my pants back up now. Uh, and Eva Air, EVA Air, said in a statement that its staff are not obliged to accept demands from passengers, even those requiring special assistance. However... The flight attendants union argue that the problem is systemic, stemming from a service industry culture that frowns upon those who do not meet the customer's every demand. The union has suggested two solutions, ban the passenger and the others like him, and begin hiring male cabin staff as well. That's one of the most horrific stories I've ever heard. And then the the demeaning. Yeah. And if he had been, again... It's horrible, but if he had been pleasant, but he's being cantankerous and demanding. Well, Steve, afterwards he did regale them with the pudding dance. <laughs> so, yeah. Pudding dance, pudding dance. 
pants. Put some, put down in my pants. Reach right in. Feel so good. You know you are giving me wood. <laughs> put a dance. Tupac, who this you? Put a dance. Dance. All right, so uh, that's what we, we're seeing a picture of the guy is disgusting human being. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, moving on. A uh, okay, here, Steve. Yes, a story you can identify with. All right, Wisconsin police say a 34 year old man who thought that his wife damaged his action figures retaliated by taking an axe to the family's car. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> at least he kept it reeled in. The man called police just after 10 p.m. Sunday and told them that he had too much to drink and overreacted about his action figures. Where's that man's battering? The husband reportedly called 911 on himself after using a log-splitting axe to destroy a TV, a TV stand, a laptop computer, and several items in the house, as well as his car. Doesn't he own that stuff as well? He went outside and smashed the family car, chopped off both side mirrors, and then struck the windshield so hard that the axe got stuck in it. Wow. The man's name is not released. He was uh, arrested and faced charge of a disorderly conduct and felony damage to property. Police say that he caused more than $5,000 in damages. That'll teach himself. My wife is very respectful of my action figures. When you're married, you are for a couple of decades, you know, you get respectful of each other's toys. No need to break out yep. the axe. One last story. A Florida woman is in the hospital after being shot at a Shell gas station. The Jacksonville, Florida Sheriff's Office said that the woman agreed to perform a sexual act with the shooting suspect in exchange for $5 and Pringles potato chips. (laughs) All right. By the way, the second Pringles story we've had in the last week or so. The other one was a woman drinking wine from her Pringles. Not Pringles, but how about Bugles? After the act, the suspect demanded his $5 back and then shot her in the shoulder before fleeing the scene on foot. Bitch. You can keep the Pringles, but give me my five bucks. Uh, the woman has non-life-threatening Leave the injuries. cannolis, but take the Pringles. <laughs> uh, detectives are investigating the incident, by the way. And there you go. Where do you stand on Pringles, just quickly? I love them. Pringles are good. They're, they're not potato chips, I by my reckoning, but they they serve a purpose. Oh, no, I love them. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. would not eat them with a sandwich. I would eat them as a snack. Uh, I'd eat them with a sandwich. My I kids know. love Pringles. Uh, yeah. They're not nearly as greasy as regular potato chips. I eat the lightly salted potato chips. When I am having potato chips, I'll have those with a sandwich. Pringles I would eat alone as a standalone, the way one might eat pretzels. Wow. See, I see them as a potato chip. Really? Uh-huh. Yeah. I see the, I, I, nah, not for me, but for you, I'm glad you guys have made peace with that. Once again, the human condition. <laughs> <laughs> We've shared a lot of MMR stories during our 50th birthday celebration. This year, for our birthday, we'd like you to share yours. Maybe you want a cool prize like a pair of concert tickets or even backstage passes. Maybe even a trip to London. Maybe you went to an MMR event like the Louie Louie Parade or the Cardboard Classic or even Zappoween all those years ago. Maybe you've met one of us at a concert or a local club. Did you win a CD or a cassette or even an album? Maybe you got a tour of the station. Who knows? We want to hear about your MMR moment, whatever it might be. So call our MMR memory message recorder. Get it? MMR. At 610-771-9666 and tell us your story. Stay brief and focused, just like me. We'll play them back during my MMR birthday broadcast, April 29th. We can't tell our story without you sharing yours. Together, we're 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. What's going on this morning, Kevin? Steve. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, what am I supposed to do? What am I, I have to do trash now? I can't do that. Isn't that funny? Uh, 
Fair I'm thrown <laughs> off because we did traffic <laughs> in this break, and I'm not used to it. And now, Steve, what's yes. going on? I'll, I'll take this one. <laughs> All right. Farrah Abraham revealing in a recent interview that she despises her teen mom OG replacement Bristol Palin. Abraham says it's not a case of her being a tight ass, mainly because the muscles that control her ass were long ago rendered useless by relentless butt porn. Oh. <gasps> Meghan Markle's estranged half-sister Samantha Markle says that despite showing up unannounced to Kensington Palace in a failed attempt to meet with Meghan, she felt her trip to London was a success. Samantha says regardless of everything, she did get to meet a cousin of the guy who played Mr. Belvedere. <laughs> oh, my God. That's pretty cool. And finally, Lenny Dykstra has been indicted by a grand jury in Union City, New Jersey, for possession of cocaine, possession of meth, and making terroristic threats after an altercation with an Uber driver last May. Dykstra vehemently denies the allegations and says that when the facts come out, he'll be curious to see what happened. I noticed a whole oh. bunch of things. Yes. Yeah. I know you know what I noticed? Across the field, a town and alleyway. In the dark of night, he roams, noticing, looking. In the fog. In the fog. Yeah. Often in the fog. Often in the fog, he like is. this morning. Ladies and gentlemen. Yes. The noticer. I am. And I noticed that I didn't get a chance to play this audio that you sent me, Steve. The so. noticer has noticed he's failed to play his audio. Uh, this, is there anything he won't notice? This is a, uh, a student pilot. Yes. And I have not heard this yet. Student pilot is soloing for the first time. So they've uh, got their lessons, yep, and now they're going to take it up and fly it by themselves. Yeah, so she spent many hours training yes. and ready for her solo flight. And Upon uh, takeoff, she's in flight, and they notice one of her wheels. It's fixed wheels. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. Has fallen off Okay, the aircraft. Uh, we have the audio of this, and I haven't heard it yet. So, so they, they alert her, Preston, in one okay. clip. Then the instructor comes on to guide her through. Okay. And you'll find out what happens in the third clip. Here we go. Tower. Yeah. The uh, wild coach just said that your right main is now missing from the airplane. It has fallen off the airplane. Say your intentions. Can I circle back to land? Affirmative. Um, are you a solo, ma'am? I'm a student pilot solo, yeah. Okay, just it's, it'll be okay. Just um, go ahead and uh, circle the airport for now. Make a right turn to circle. We're going to get some people out to help you, okay? okay. And you can make a right turn out, okay? Oh, my God, she's terrified. But she's oh holding God. it together yeah, yeah, still. Course, yeah, but it's amazing. Okay. Just circle. We're going to get some people out to help you. Everything will be okay. Okay. Oh, my God. She oh my sounds God. so young, too. I wonder yeah. how old like she is. Kid. Sounds like a kid. <gasps> That okay. is awful. All right, here's the next clip, and this is uh, her teacher. Yes, uh, they her get, instructor. They get her instructor yeah. on the line oh, wow. to, to talk her through it. So this is somebody uh, that she's familiar with. Here we go. Maggie, this is John. How you doing? I'm okay. Okay, you're doing a great job flying the airplane. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. We got plenty of time. You got plenty of fuel. We got plenty of daylight. So. Um, just try to relax, and you always heard me say, go back to basics. So we're going to work the basics here as much as possible, okay? All right. We're going to do this just like we did. I know it's hard to say this, but treat it like as much as like a normal landing as you can. Um, so the power settings we've always done, the pitch for the airspeed, keep everything as normal as you can. All right. 
Okay. Oh, my uh, God. I'm wow. choked up listening wow. to this. I, seriously, I'm tearing up. He's a calming voice, though. I, that's, yeah. that's somebody I would want to speak to on the other end. You can hear her demeanor change immediately. Yeah. Okay. When he gets on. Okay. Yep, yep. Uh, she uh, she believes he can help her through. Okay, so this is helping her through the landing. Here we go. We're not going to rush everything. This is going to be perfectly normal. If, if something looks wrong, I'll tell you to do a go-around. But we're going to do a perfectly normal landing here. All right, um, should I drop the flaps now? Yeah, once reduced to about 2,000, 2,100 RPM and under the white arc, drop the flaps and trim it for about 80. All right. Okay, so just like we've done it hundreds of times before, just keep doing great. Keep doing what you're doing. Go back all the way on the tower. By the way, before we continue on, people are texting in. She's 17 She's 17, years old. yeah. Teenager, oh. all right. You're doing a perfect job, Maggie. Just treat it like a normal landing. It's going to try to pull to the right. So when that when that left main touches down, our right main touches down. All right. Yeah, beautiful job, Maggie. You get a whole bunch of people clapping for you up here. She landed. Great work. Thank you. Great job, Maggie. Excellent job. Oh wow. man! Oh my God! Wow. I was nervous. <laughs> I mean, I knew she was going to be all right. Yeah, Otherwise, yeah. we probably wouldn't be playing the audio of this girl crashing and dying. But oh, my uh, God. oh dear Lord! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow, man. That's. Uh, listen, I, I love flying in those small aircraft. It's really exciting. It's awesome. There's no way. And and I have flown one. I told you my wife's uncle let me fly over Sweden, and, and I held the, uh, you know, I took control of the plane for at least an hour by myself. He was right next to me and had controls as well. But uh, the idea of landing or taking off or anything like that, no, no here's you. Here's what I would do, okay? <laughs> what you did, I would have the Fisher-priced wheel. Oh, just to pretend? To <laughs> sit there like Maggie does right. with the dry. And that's how I do it. I don't need, I'll leave that to pilots. I'll leave that to people who have gone through the whole training. Mm-hmm. I don't trust myself. Uh, and I, you know, it's just, listen, again, statistically, Superman told us many times it's a, it's a safe way to travel. But uh, no, no way. I would crash and burn. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I'm the opposite. I very much have a desire to uh, to learn how to do it. Um, you should my, do it. My ex-wife was very much against it, so I didn't do it while I was married. My current girlfriend is also against it. Yeah. Uh, and I understand that, you know, the desire or, or the the want for your loved one to not go up and, and try something like this. But I, to me, the, the freedom of being behind the controls, I think, would be pretty appealing. I'm with you on that. Um, I really am. I'd like to try it at some point in my life. Listen, if you get an aircraft that has, like, the the, the, the safety functions, like the, the parachute in the back, which mm-hmm. they do have now, and they have... Uh, you know, statistically, again, it, it is pretty safe. I would just hate to be the bonehead that Oh man, I didn't see the building. You know, or whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, like Corey Lytle, the, the uh, yeah. former pitcher from the Phillies. Right. Oh yeah. And he went to a building. He was banking left or whatever, yeah. and just you know, Roy Halladay. Yeah, Halladay. Roy Halladay as well. Yep. Um. Uh. But yeah, Nick. After I rode on the Avatar ride down in uh, Disney World last year, they gave you a pilot's you license. A pilot? uh, no, no, you. But He's you an fly. Now. All right, do me a favor. All right, I want you to calm down. <laughs> It's like we've done many times on Pandora. All right. What's your name? Casey. Casey, okay. We're going to fly right by. You're going to see a whole bunch of floating boulders. You've seen them many times before. All right. All right. Is your ponytail attached to your bird of prey? It is. Okay. We're going through the flying boulder field. Uh-huh. That's all it is. Yeah. We're just floating boulders. <laughs> <laughs> but after riding that ride, 
<laughs> is your ponytail attached to you? Is your ponytail hooked up? Are okay. you connected to your banshee? Uh, All right. All right. But after, pretty colors, right? Very pretty. Very pretty. But after riding that ride, I, I came out of that. I'm like, I want to be able to do that. You know, not ride a banshee, but actually... Fly in an open cockpit. Uh, I would love to fly in an open cockpit. Yeah, I would definitely cockpit. be nervous, yeah. you know, and it, and it is something that you would have to take very seriously, and, and I would, but I just, uh, there's something about uh, that control. Uh, you know what's funny, though? Helicopter, no appeal to me whatsoever. I, nope. I, I find that to be too difficult, and I don't know, whatever that seems to be too daunting, yeah. flying like a, a little Cessna or something like that, I think I could handle. Yeah, my friend has one of those open air cockpit, yeah. or the sides are open, or, or whatever, and... Um, uh, like, like, a, like like a like a like a Sopworth camel, like an old um, a, a biplane. No, it's not old. It's it's brand new. Um, but okay. I don't know. The sides are open, and like when she, so she flies with her boyfriend. And okay, she takes pictures Sorry. with like her feet up and out the window, and I'm like, what's happening? Here? What, are what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> what's, what do, is? Do you this? know, it was a, was a wild shot, Kathy. They had it was two military uh, people in the back of you know Preston, one of the. Uh, one of the jets that has the where they do the halo jumps with the uh, the loadout and yeah the, the, yeah the backdrops and yeah. so they're obviously hooked up on tethers but they're just sitting at the edge of it while it's <laughs> banking that's crazy uh, case I wouldn't mind however uh, where, while I have no interest in in taking flying lessons and and you know putting myself in that situation it would be cool to train and achieve a pilot's license to say yes I am able to do this. Mm-hmm. I have I've trained, I've worked at it and I've learned how to do it. I think that would be pretty cool. And there's enough small airports around here where you can do that. Oh, there's lots of them. Yeah, I mean you can yeah. do wings or uh, uh the one out in Pottstown. There's one in Limerick. Yeah. yeah. Northeast yeah, Philly. Yeah. All right, uh I noticed something else that Whoa. actually ties into this. It ties from the noticer. Ties into aviation. And it ties into aviation. Uh, yes, and teeth. And be- teeth. Believe it or not. Flying teeth. The United States Air Force will soon roll out a unique communication system that will be implanted on soldiers' back teeth. Isn't that wild? Cool. Sinitis Technologies recently announced their $10 million contract with the Department of Defense. $10 million? But ten, $10 million. $10 million. Which will allow them to continue through their second phase of de- development for the molar mic. By the way, the this was a technology that already appeared in Gilligan's Island and the Partridge family. Okay, you're right. You're and right. Yeah. Molar started picking up radio signals. It was from her braces. Yes. Yeah. She could hear the ra- the Rolling Stones, if That's I right. correctly. <laughs> so yeah. you can actually, it's a two-way. It's not just hearing. It's, it's right. actually, yeah, exactly. Because I had these... Uh, um, Headphones that I would wear in your uh, mouth? No, uh, when I swam. <laughs> oh, okay. And, but the, oh, the, you, they work use your jawbone. Yeah, they wouldn't yeah. go into my ears. They actually went into my jawbone, and yeah. they they would I would hear it through my bones. Swimmers swimmers use those quite often if they're doing laps. And I was thinking about getting a, a set. I got water um, proof uh, buds for for cleric for the for the swimming, but. Uh, what'd you think of the sound? Was it muffled or was it okay? No, it was fine. Okay, it was totally fine. interesting. Yep. Uh, the innovative two-way personal communication system fits a miniaturized traditional headset into a device that clips to a user's back teeth. According to the company's website, the Air Force is the uh, first branch military that's leveraging an audio interface system that enables clear communication in the harshest conditions. Those no. conditions can include performing underwater, in free fall, and when using full-face life support masks. 
Uh, and they are, it, uh, their, their statement said that they are honored to bring this game change technology to our country's elite military. It's very cool to adjust the frequency. You, you turn your nose, Preston. Okay. You twist it. <laughs> twist it a little bit. I've been uh, really addicted to watching Avengers lately, and the communication devices that they have, uh, I know, are sci fi, but yeah. are, are we close to that? Where we you can are. just like tap your ear and, and speak to somebody else on the field that way? I don't know. Yeah, we are. Okay. And in fact, says we are. What they're doing with. Uh, well, that's blue- what this kind of looks like. I mean, installing something in the back of your molar sort of seems like what, you know, you just, you got something in your ear and you're able to talk to anybody on a, anywhere else on the field. Well, there's like, they're doing incredible stuff with extending the range of Bluetooth. Like, um, th- that's, that's a, uh, a whole new, okay. you know, Bluetooth has a limited distance right now, mm-hmm. but they're, 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 the advances they're making in extending it for long distances is pretty amazing. I still don't like when people talk on the Bluetooth, like with the phone out in front of them and the speaker. Yeah, like going. they're Captain Kirk. Yeah. Each soldier will receive a mouthpiece that is custom fit. The mouthpiece connects to its transmitter via uh, near field magnetic induction. The mouth. Uh, the mouthpiece. Aren't you picking up all the mouths? <laughs> <laughs> the heartbeat. <laughs> Sounds good. Roger. Uh, the mouthpiece contains a bone conduction speaker. Okay. An embedded waterproof microphone and a wirelessly rechargeable battery. Do uh, do that with Nick wearing that while eating a banana. Uh, the mouthpiece. Gross. <laughs> yeah, how do they cut down on that residual sound? The mouthpiece clips on uh, using a snap fit that tightly but comfortably attaches to the upper back molars. That's just for you to hear. Yeah. In order for the user to hear incoming communications, a mouthpiece uses bone uh, conduction. Bone conduction is the transmission of sound of the inner ear through the bones in the skull or teeth. The mouthpiece translates the sound into vibration on the teeth. All right. Yeah, so that's like uh, those headphones that I had had um, for swimming. It, it, it just kind of conducts it through the sound through the bones. Well, you, you have the Apple, um, the, the earbuds. earbuds. I have yeah. the, the Jabra uh, earbuds that you saw the thing that, that go in. You, mm-hmm. you just tap it. Phone call comes in. Yeah. Uh, and that's, I mean, Preston, I'm taking calls through my Apple Watch that go up through the the buds. We're really getting to that point, Nick, to your, um, you know, Tony Stark out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. You know, yeah, we're really almost there. I mean, you would think it wouldn't be that terribly difficult with, I think the elements of the technology exist in a bunch of different places. They do, yeah. So, so to be able to combine them, it doesn't seem like we're that far off from it. Phone teeth. Yeah. All right, uh, here's another thing. I'm, I'm trying to find things. Oh, there's a thing. You probably left out the new thing, the advancement to Preston, the, the, the butt fax machine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you have to lay on your side for the paper to feed out properly. Yeah. 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 Do we have the sound of that working at all? Yeah, we do. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. yeah they just. <laughs> oh, the lunch order's coming in. Yeah. Uh, oh, let him know we're out of the stew. And brownies and a Coke. Okay, got it. All right, here's here's a new uh, a phone thing I noticed uh, that kind of ties in with everything. More from the noticer. Yeah. Another phone thing. Yeah. 
Uh, Apple will be debuting their new iPhones uh, today. Today, yes. And one of them may be brown, apparently. They're going to change the okay. color. Brown is the new color. And uh, I'm hearing pressed. I don't know if you've heard this as well, but a 6.5-inch screen. I saw a 6.1-inch. Okay. okay. What's uh, the 10? What do and uh, an updated 5.8-inch. Oh, no, I'm sorry. And then the uh, iPhone X Plus is 6.5 inches. Do we know this was happening? Yes. Okay. Uh, ben Geskin, who often uh, tweets Apple leaks, said that some of the new colors include space gray, silver, red, blue, and brown. I don't give a damn what color my phone is. You know, I go with black if it's available or, yeah. or silver. It doesn't bother me because yeah. I put a case on it. Well, yeah. I cared in the beginning, it. and then the cases became... You, know, you, you had to put a case because they started. To, the phone started to get so expensive, mm-hmm. you didn't want it to break. They so. have red phones, right? Yes. All right, those are kind of cool looking. But I actually, I don't put a case on my phone, and I still don't care what color it is. Oh, really? Yeah. Why do you uh, choose not to put a case on? Uh, because... They are I, it's hard to hard. get out of your pocket. Yes. Yeah, I know what you mean. Learned about it in Pandora Flight School. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, however, I use one because you know the the dropping factor of it. I've never cracked my screen. Thank God, oh, it's never man. happened on any phone I've ever had. I, I see people carrying around shattered screens all the yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I've been lucky. Although, Steve, well, oh, we forgot the about you're in the bathroom yesterday. yesterday. All right, listen to this. I'm I'm using the urinal and I'm checking my phone. <laughs> And I'm walking away, oh, no. and I, 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 I guess I don't know what I did, I, but I dropped it right in the urinal. What? Before it had a chance to auto flush, too. So it just you went. You got a piss phone? It went into my piss. Oh, my God. In the urinal. And Steve just hears, Steve's in the stall, yeah. and he hears me go, oh, damn it. He's like, what did you do? dropped it in the urinal. And I asked. I grabbed it. I got it out you, of there. How'd you pull off that angle? I don't know. It was my own pee. I don't yeah, care. No, I was going to go wash my hands anyhow. I mean, so. it's better than dropping it in the toilet. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. If you're going to drop a yeah. phone, the toilet's the more likely culprit. <laughs> Dropped it in the urinal. Yeah, just and there was enough, and, and it wasn't like it, all the pee ran out either. It was, it was puddled there. It <laughs> oh. landed in the pee. So fortunately, it's an iPhone and it's waterproof. So yeah. I immediately, I just took it over the sink and I just washed it out and it was done. I'm you like, washed it good, though. A friend of a friend, Preston, was at... Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was so funny. Was that made, oh, damn! Was that Made in America two weekends ago uh, dropped their phone into the port? <laughs> Party. Oh, oh, no, no. I, well, I don't I, even. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It didn't bother. It's in my pocket. Like, when you it go to the. Yes. It's in my pocket. When you. <laughs> the phone stays in my pocket when I'm taking a dookie in the porta pot. <laughs> Bill has arrived. <laughs> another. I don't know. It stays in the pocket. The phone stays in the pocket and the pills are the Benadryls and the wine. Yeah. Anyway, That's how it works. So, anyway, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And in fact, when I use the bathroom at home, <laughs> in the bathroom in the house of the home of the live where I am, <laughs> I overly <laughs> grasp onto my phone when I'm uh, using it. I take in less care at home because I figure it's my own toilet. and I'm all right with Here, it, you know. But if yeah. I'm if I'm uh, porta potty or something <laughs> like that, like. Yes, I've learned that lesson because every now and then it'll even just slip a little bit, and you're like, the the you know the consequences of dropping it there are are awful. If the phone is coming out, and I would never take it out in a, in a porta pot, but if the phone is coming out, I'm going to sit down to pee. If I really have to be on right. the, the the deal, otherwise it's too precarious. Yeah. Standing and looking at your phone over the toilet. So this girl at, at Made in America, that was it. That was the end of her phone. She just let it go. You can remote. Clear it, yeah. and then you just get a new one. Uh, so I, I, this is the first time, Preston, I signed up for the program where I get the, I get whatever update on the phone. It's already, you know, 
ordered and all that stuff. So I'm, I'm going to get this. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're going to get the, the big one, the 6.5-inch? You know what? I, I've been liking the smaller size, but I did like the... They, they have their advantages. But Do you have any idea what size is the one you have? The there? X is how big? Uh, Nick, Nick, I Martin, don't know. You know? Numbers? Eight. 5.3. 5.3. Oh, so this oh, is, wow. that would be much bigger, 6.5. But a 6.1 might be kind of nice. I wouldn't mind having just a little bit bigger, well, but... You're using your phone more and more for, um, you know, it's a computer. It's a mini computer. What, yeah. you, what version do you have, Preston? Uh, I don't know, dude. I've forgotten. Kathy, we, you we, have the X, right? We bought just, so yeah, many time. phones. You know, there's, there's yeah. four of us, five of us now that have phones. I've, I've lost track of who Dude, my, my son has the 10, and I've got a 6. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's wild if you go on, like, at, at home, for example, and go on the, the Xfinity app to handle the Internet that shows everything that's on. The list of devices <laughs> in my house yeah, that are on the Internet. Oh, now, I skipped I, up to, like, the terabyte service. It's it's crazy fast. Mine's a 7. Okay. okay. It says, I, this phone, Preston, Preston's iPhone, this phone, I, this iPhone 7. This phone, the phone, the iPhone. <laughs> And I'm fine with it. I don't, I'm, I'll hang on to this for quite a stretch. Yeah. I'm, it's, it does exactly what I want it to do. So you need. I don't need any more than that. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, all right. That's all that I noticed. All right. I'm, I, I that's noticed, all from the noticer. I noticed other things. And but... strong on a phone and the piss story. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. <laughs> 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks.